Jesus nah. Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine on a Another week of Info-G Radio. It's episode 511 for April 9th, 2018. We're almost halfway through. Almost there. We haven't even seen half of the games yet, because unlike 2017, which was front-loaded, 2018 is kind of back-loaded. In fact, September is going to make your wallet scream and cry. We'll talk about that later. Oh, God. I saw the list of games coming out in September. It's ridiculous. Like, seven games I want to play that month. There, There's at least five AAA big games in September, and that's kind of insane. Like, right, well, which ones? Spider-Man got announced for September. Uh, Dragon Quest XI is in September. Rise of the or Shadow of the Tomb Raider is in September. Uh, what was the other ones? I know there was a couple more. But those were the big ones that they've confirmed for September at this point. And then in October is Call of Duty and Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, just those just indie titles that no one really cares about. Yeah, don't worry about it. Mm. But anyway, on the show this week we have got Jay. Namaste. We got the Wombat. Yep. And we'd we'd like to welcome newcomer. How do you say your name? Dree. I was in the last Dree-wa, episode. Dreewa, I think is how you. <laughs> you are, the last show was Easter. We we just canceled it. I know, but you did call off that show. I'm just saying. It's true. It's true. It was also it was also my father's birthday. I know, but you know, you started. You were the first one. You're like, I'm out. And I asked Wombat. He's like, I'm out. I'm like, well, it's Easter. I'm out. But anyway. Mr. Drew, yes. Have you been playing video games? Uh, a few. Yeah. Which play? Here and there. Here and, here and there. Yeah. Never heard of that one. It's, it's a new uh, one. It's the new Bilbo Baggins adventure. <laughs> there and back again. A <laughs> um, tale. You know, I've played the same stuff I have played. For probably the past three months. Exciting. Yes. Um, those happen to be Monster Hunter World, mm-hmm. Overwatch, sure, Radiant Historia. Okay. That's about it. How was the? Well, let's since you can talk about something relevant. How is the spring? Event. The spring event is would be really cool. 
Would be? Oh, it seems yeah. like there's a big butt here. There is a big butt here. I like big butts. I cannot lie. Well, you're going to like this one because I haven't hit the proper hunter rank yet <laughs> to really access any of that stuff. Okay, so I don't even need to bother then because I stopped playing yep. that game. No, no, there's there's low rank stuff for, uh, for the spring event too. Um, you just got to go to the gathering hub. There's like an event going there. They're giving out tickets. And you can use set tickets to build low rank or high rank equipment, depending on whatever you have access to. That's true. And you have basically access to every single event that has come out till this point, including you know low rank and high rank and uh, the toughest thing yet, which is a temper devil hole. So you can still enjoy it. You can't do the top of the top of the line stuff, sure, until you finish your all the dragon stuff. But uh, the other stuff you can still enjoy. And then the the other events are still coming. The one with the Devil May Cry collaboration along with the, the Mega Man Palico collaboration that's yeah. coming out, I think, next week. So it's going to be going up till the uh, basically almost the end of April. So it's still time to enjoy the festivities, as it were. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I've been working on a new, new set of stuff. Mm-hmm. Did you finish the, uh, the set we started off? We made the weapon, I, though, right? We made the weapon, and I've actually changed up the set. So instead of going for a paralysis build, because the, the weapon that I wanted to use was the Baroth Club 3, which has paralysis. What I didn't realize was is that whenever I made that club, uh, the paralysis is grayed out. And the reason why is because uh, certain elements and certain weapons require you to unlock the hidden element inside of it and to do that you have to get a specific skill called the free element skill and I for the life of me have only found one armor set that does that and that is the Zora Magdaros set uh, I will tell you Drew the reason why people spoke so highly of that weapon in particular is because it has very high roll damage and because it is a non-elemental weapon without having freed that you know, paralysis element, you can use this gem called, or decoration called, non-elemental boost. Yeah. And what that does is that it'll give you a 10% damage boost to your raw, which is actually really huge in a game like Monster Hunter World. So it might be better for you to not even unlock the element and just go for non-elemental gem. That or non-elemental exactly, thing. Okay. That is exactly what I'm doing. So okay, great, great, I, great. I checked and the uh, Diablos armor uh has the set if you get the set for it it gives you the non-elemental boost i guess we're going to be killing some diablos later i have been doing that myself so uh, yeah i've uh, i've hunted at least three diablos and they are not dropping what i need them to drop so is it the majestic horn it is the majestic horn yeah you got to break both of their horns every single time if you want. i typically do um is it? Is there a better chance with Majestic Horns with the Black Diablos? Uh, Black Diablos drops a different horn on top, I think. Okay. So um, you can get Majestic Horn from him, but I think the regular Diablos just break both horns. That's the easiest way to do it. Um, just bring Sonic Bombs, bring Barrel Bombs for when he goes to sleep. So you know, just kind of blow up his face. Yeah. Just be done with that. But then, you know, obviously do your investigations as well. You know, get the gold and silvers in there. So. Yeah, and that's what I've been doing. But yeah, I did. I did jump into that because I I, I want to actually get the credits. I took on the next Elder Dragon, um, and couldn't beat it. Kushala Dala. Uh, it's the Wind one. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's an asshole, isn't he? Yes. 
Uh, I will, what I will tell you is that um, to beat him honestly is tough, especially with Sword and Shield. So what you should do is that you should bring three Flash Pods, and obviously Flash Pods are basically the most overpowered weapon in the whole game, being a sub-weapon, and uh, just Flash Pod him whenever he flies into the sky, which is all the time. Yeah. He lands, giving you time to it, and then you bring ten Flash Bugs, so you can combine more flash pods on the, fi- on the on the fly, giving you access to thirteen flash pods, which will last you the whole fight, and just kind of knock him down every time he flies up, and just kind of hit him repeatedly until he dies. But uh, he's a he's a tough fight, especially if you don't have any wind resistance. Yeah, it's um, that was hard. But yeah, you're, you're right there, Jude. It's only that guy, and then one more big guy that you've never seen before, and then that's it. the 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 actual main storyline is over. So you're, yeah, you're right there. I'm right there at it. So I just want to. Try and get the credits, and then I can actually start playing this game for real. Exactly. But yeah, uh, I played. Like I said, Overwatch. Here's my Overwatch minute. I have quickly become a Moira main. For shame! We tried to I tell you. you couldn't stop and won't stop, but you have betrayed. Hey, she gets the her first Lucio. new skin. She, gets, she gets her first new skin on Tuesday. Yeah, finally. Did you guys see the skin? Yeah, I saw yeah. it. It looks pretty good. I like it. I like the short hair, but. And see Sombras? Oh yeah, Sombras is real. I'm only actually Mora already always has short hair. I was thinking about Sombra skin. Like, yeah, Sombra yeah. skin. Yeah. Sombra skin is awesome. Sombra looks really cool. I like Hanzo's. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm I'm a Hanzo guy, so I'm I'm gonna be getting that. I'm gonna be yeah. I'm gonna be dapper. Okay. Yeah. You don't have to talk down about yourself like that, Ken. Don't don't say you're a Hanzo guy. You know you don't yeah. you don't want I that. I play kind of I play Hanzo regularly. I'm not I'm not ashamed. Gonna miss that scatter like, arrow. I'll tell you that. You, do you also like kicking like little kittens and dropping babies regularly as well? Is that? I, I mean, is that's, that in your repertoire? That's what I do on yeah. Tuesdays. And I thought you knew that. It's on my <laughs> shared Hanzo mains. It's on my shared words. Google Calendar. I mean, come on. If I had a dime for every time <laughs> someone who instant locks Hanzo says, "Guys, we need healer guys. Come on, what is this bullshit comp?" I would have a million dollars. Swear to God. Yeah, see, I'm still, I'm still a team player. I play Hanzo when we have a healer, okay? You could have two healers and not a Hanzo, though. You could, but then you wouldn't have, you know, my three gold medals because I, I fucking own with Hanzo. I'm just gonna say. Really, that. you should yeah. see all. You should see consistently how many gold medals I have with Moira. Oh, dude, I can pull. I can pull five every other match if I want to. I'm very good with Moira. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Ah, you guys are so good at Overwatch. I'm so jealous. You should be. I mean, you probably suck. Yeah, I don't <laughs> even know how to play that game at all, dude. Like, haven't haven't played, you know, in a long time. So, yeah. but uh, I'm excited for the new event coming out. That's that's yeah. Tuesday, right? Yeah, yeah it's you know, it's it's t- this week. It's the best week to go on a trip. <laughs> well, you can bring your uh, Xbox with you or something. Maybe. I, I no, know. I really can't because I, I won't yeah. be. I will be in the hotel room long enough to like sleep. That's basically. <laughs> it. Are you going to be gone the whole week? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I fly out Monday, fly back Friday. So ah, okay, yeah, you're you're done, Zill. Yeah, I won't be able to play till. Fr- I'll be on Friday night. I guarantee you that. There you go. Nice. But yeah, aside from Radiant, her story. So how far have you gotten in rating Historia so far? Well, the podcast I, itself, that is. Oh, well, I'm about midway through Chapter 2 <laughs> in both the... The thing is, is Matt is farther than me because he is not having to do the possible timeline stuff that I am. Oh, right, right. So, 
Well, yeah. the the possible timeline stuff is kind of like side quest. Yeah, but it does open up optional. a new ending. Yeah, yeah. No. The good thing is the you have access to the vault and the uh, the side quest stuff, which actually gives you good rewards for both, like the items and stuff like that. And you know how money is really hard to get in Radiant Historia. You don't get yeah. a lot. So getting those and then using those gems for free equipment is actually a good way to keep a leg up on the uh, on the enemies and keep the difficulty uh, lowered. Which is nice. Yeah, that was great when I when I went to the vault and messed around mm-hmm. and, and got a good amount of uh, that currency. I went back to the curator and uh, he was selling uh, healing potions for one, uh, <laughs> just one. I was like, I'm yep. buying them all. <laughs> just, <laughs> you got like 99 of them. I would never have to heal again. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's it's actually really good. And it's starting to kick in. The story's starting to kick in now. How's uh, how's Matt feeling about the game so far? He loves it. Nice, dude. That's yeah. what I like to hear. Yeah, he loves it. He likes that involved combat. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Okay, so we'll move on to Jay. Okay. Well, I feel like we haven't talked enough about Overwatch. I'm oh, take my don't even minutes go of time. Oh, boy. Just kidding. Uh. Just kidding. Uh, we'll, we'll go over the event when it drops next week. But for now, nothing much you know, you talk about. I also play Monster Hunter World, but Drew talked about it. And I also play with him a little bit. So, you know, it goes back and forth. Um, I also play a couple of new games that I've been meaning to play for a while. One is Cosmic Star Heroine. You guys know anything about this game? I remember hearing about it. Like a mm-hmm. pixelated RPG classic style. Right. Do you remember like Cthulhu Saves the World and Breath of Death Seven and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, those Xbox Live indie games or whatever. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. PC, I was yeah. actually introduced to the uh, the Breath of Death game because it was like fifty cents in Xbox Live Arcade. So I was like, yeah, shit, why not? You know. And that was a fun little distraction. I didn't beat it, but I thought it had some potential. But when the developer came out with Cthulhu Saves the World, I actually really liked that game. It was it was funny. Uh, the combat was involved enough for for me to you know kind of be interested in it for the whole game, which was not a particularly long game. But it's this really retro pixel art uh, style game with a lot of humor and charm, and that's what they're doing here again in Cosmic Star Heroine, you know, with this two two D pixel art like really really gorgeous soundtrack with some really really like exciting like. You know, when you play those games like Final Fantasy VI or Chrono Trigger, you have those really memorable boss tracks and stuff like that. And it really harkens back to those tracks, it feels like. It even has... Um, everyone here has played Chrono Trigger, right? Maybe except for Ryan? No, I've played Chrono Trigger. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, you, you guys remember the, uh, the the fair at Chrono Trigger? Yep. Yeah, there's an exact uh, uh, you know homage to that in the in Cosmic Star Hero, which I, which I really got a kick out of because you're going around like... Checking out the different types of like side games, and you also do like a little battle with like a alien thing up top, collecting tickets and stuff. So it's uh it's pretty fun. I'm enjoying the game uh, a lot. I've been plan- planning to uh, play it for a long time, so it's good to finally get to it. Only about six hours in. I don't know how long the game is, but um, it's really good. The combat, I think, is one of those things where you have all these different types of skills, but most of them are one-time use only. And the the longer the fight goes on, you have this thing called style that increases for everyone. Between you and the enemy, they all, all get style as the fight drags longer and longer. And what that means is that as the style gets higher, the enemies and yourself also do more damage. So an attack that you can do at the first turn is nowhere near as effective as a, tur- uh, as a turn 5 attack because your style is much, much higher. And uh, you have to kind of think about, okay, if I use this skill now, then I can't use it later. 
But you can also take a turn to recharge all of your skills to get them all back. But that's not kind of like, you know, you're just standing there doing nothing for a turn. So you have to really strategize about when you're going to use a skill in one conjunction when, when your style is so, you know, is high enough to get like a full clear on a bunch of enemies and such. But it's, uh, it's really good. It's one of those things that seems simple on the outset. But when you really start delving into the skills combination things that you can do, it's really satisfying to pull off. Like a full clear of a bunch of enemies that you had trouble with before. Definitely going to play more of that. I also started playing Alliance Alive, which is a 3DS uh, RPG game from uh, Fuyu. And kind of like... Kind of like in the vein of the... You know, I I guess I'm kind of in the mood for retro JRPGs recently. Because Cosmic Star and Alliance Alive are similar in that way. But what I like about Alliance Alive in particular is the freedom that the game gives me. After the first chapter, I basically have access to basically all of the world, and I can kind of travel between different worlds using my ship and just kind of go around. There's no there's no set order I have to do things. I can just kind of go around exploring the world, and uh, I have these things called um, like uh, like guild towers and these things that I want to construct uh, construct all over the world that gives me additional bonuses to my character during you know if I'm if I'm fighting in that area. And I like the story because the story is very simple. The bad guys won. The demons invaded uh, the human realm and they took over. They're too powerful. We lost. It's been a thousand years. And humans are now kind of being kept as a lower class citizen. They're kind of looked down upon. They can be killed at any time. They're a lower caste of citizens. Uh, Right above them are the beast kind who take orders from the demons. So you have this thing where humans are always looked down upon and they're trying to start like a new revolution to overthrow the demons from their world. And the world has been divided into different realms, different worlds, so to speak. One is like this one that's like constantly raining. One is like a place where they put the most uh, like infamous like prisoners, whether they're beast kind or humans, and it's called a cage world. And they build great barriers separating these worlds. So it, the world used to be one giant planet, but now it's just been kind of segregated into different sections. And just being able to travel between them and trying to break the barriers so that people can start communicating with each other and build this alliance, uh, this brand new alliance to try to overthrow the demons and see what's really going on. But I think the story concept and the world uh, setting is actually very good. Uh, another game that I didn't mean to play that I finished with a buddy of mine in full co-op was The Way Out. Uh, anyone else play this game? No. No? No, no I you got, did not. Do, okay, do you guys have any interest in this game at all? I did until uh, I heard some more about it. Yeah, I, it's not really on my radar. I've not seen some radar? stuff about it, but it's not really on my radar. Okay. Uh, what about you, Joe? I, you know. Drew says no. fuck the Oscars. <laughs> Fuck the Oscars. Uh, there's a there's an Easter egg with someone saying something similar to that line in the game. But um, you know our um, our new reviewer Anthony, his his first review was uh what with the way out. And when I was talking to him about the game, he brought up a lot of different things. Right, he he brought up the pacing issues and the like, and talking about uh, like some aspects of the game that kind of felt like it need, didn't need to be there it's kind of like kind of forced in just for that for the sake of being there and nothing else and in a weird way i can understand that right because for me as someone that's been 
you know, in, involved in gaming for so long, I've played so many different types of games over the years, that when a game is focused mostly on action, and I'm just constantly shooting and killing people in third-person shooter mode and, you know, doing, like, car chases and stuff like that, that's the kind of stuff that, like, bores me now, because I've done that so many times, you know? But when I play with my friend, who is not into gaming as much as I am, and I played through this game uh, entirely with him, he didn't like the sections where we were kind of talking, you know, trying to set up a plan or trying to get to know each other's like uh, like characters and trying to figure out figure out like what's going to happen with their families and stuff like that. So the little quiet moments, like when you're when you finally do break out of prison, you know, that's not a real spoiler. You know, it's going to happen. And then they go to find their families, like the little moments when. The, they're, one of the kids wants to play basketball, you know, and they we're just kind of like passing the ball around. We're playing a little bit of basketball. We're kind of, you know, throwing a pitch and like using, using, doing some batting, playing a game of Connect Four, you know, things of that nature. While they're kind of constantly like jabbing at each other with little one-liners and stuff like that, I like those quiet moments more than these bombastic shooters and car chases. I don't hate them, obviously, because they're fairly well done, I think. But my impression of the game is I think overall better than my friends when we were done with the game. He said he liked the action segments and didn't like much of the other stuff. But for me, it was a combination of the two that really kind of sold the game for me. I didn't have any of the technical issues that some people have been mentioning, so I can't speak to on that front, but you know, those are those are case by case kind of deals. But I think from the developer of a uh, of the game, the Brothers, I think it's a brilliant game in a lot of different ways because the way it manages to combine uh, gameplay and story into this one like beautiful marriage between the two, where it uses the it uses the game's mechanics to tell the story and invoke a different types of emotion. And a way out tries that to some degree as well, but I don't think it hits home as hard as it does in Brothers. Um, but still, I, it, I thought it was a very enjoyable experience. And then for what thirty dollars, we beat it for like six, seven hours or something like that. It wasn't, it wasn't bad, and I had a good time. And the thing is, it's a very uncompromising experience, and I always respect that. Like when you're always trying to make the game to um, basically um, something that's gonna something that's gonna be for everyone, you know, a game that's made to suit everyone's taste one way or the other. You're gonna end up with something kind of bland, you know. It's, it's just vanilla, right? Most people like vanilla. Most people don't love vanilla, but it's fine, right? But when you make something extremely unique, you know, when you make that mint chocolate uh, with like sprinkles on top, with like fucking caramel core in the middle, there's gonna be a lot of people that don't like that because that's a weird combination of things to have. But the people that do are really going to enjoy that, and that's what I feel like. It's the case for a way out. And I per- personally enjoyed it a lot. So if you're kind of on the fence because other people didn't like a lot of the things that it did, I recommend that you give it a try yourself anyway. It's not a huge investment of your time. And it's just a great way to spend uh, like two afternoons with, with a friend of yours, you know. And um, yeah, yeah, that's basically it. And I also picked up uh, basically all the DLC songs and bundles things for DJ Max Respect that came out on Friday. And... It all came out to be combined cost of $60, and the game was $50. <sighs> yeah, it, it feels kind of like, it, it feels a little bit yucky because 
paying for DLC that is more than the main game itself is always seemed odd to me in a lot of different ways. But in the nature of music games, it makes a little bit more sense because of the amount of value that's added on. And I will say that I don't regret spending the money because A, I, you know, I like the game a lot. This is like one of my favorite games of the year. I've been playing it a lot, whether by myself or multiplayer. And uh, the selection of songs is great. The production values that they put into these songs, especially the, the classic uh, edition uh, songs, is really, really good. Um, and just overall, just a really good time. So, uh, you know, sometimes when you really like a game and you like a developer for finally putting it out onto the console that you wanted to play this game for a long time, you kind of want to support them. And this is buying all the DLC is, is my way of supporting developers in this particular uh, investment, so to speak. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that's it for me. All right. Then we'll move on to the Wombat. All right. So, um,. In the last couple weeks, I've played some stuff that we've already talked about. Like, I've played a decent amount of um, uh, Kirby Star Allies. Uh, we're getting, I think, reasonably close to the end of that game. Not quite there yet, but we're getting reasonably close. Um, I have played, uh, actually, a decent amount of Scribblenauts Showdown. Yeah, I picked that up. It was, like, super cheap. Yeah, it was, it was half off on Amazon. Um, and, uh, you know what, for 20 bucks, uh, it's fun. That game is uh, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, we've had, uh, Jacob and I had a lot of fun playing it. Uh, like, the mini games are all pretty fun. He's a big Scribblenauts fan anyway. Um, and just like, you know, being able to, to fight against each other and, and pick the word that you're gonna use to fight against each other. And, you know, one person picking a bazooka and the other person picking, like, a bologna sandwich. <laughs> um, it's just, uh, there's a lot of, we laughed a lot. Uh, or we have laughed a lot playing it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's it's kind of a Mario Party clone. Uh, but we got it on the Switch, and uh, the motion wait, wait, controls you, are good. You said it's a Mario Party clone, so... After playing it, do you guys hate each other now? Is that what's happening? No. It's still good, no. good relationship? Okay, that's good. It, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't have the stupid, unfair, star bull crap. No, it does not. So. It does not. Um, but thankfully, the uh, yeah, so thankfully it, it doesn't have that. And thankfully, the motion controls actually work really well. Um, there's uh, Not all of the game, mini games have motion control attached to them, but some of them do. Um, and uh, the ones that do are, are pretty fun. So I've uh, I've enjoyed playing that. Um, which it got a lot of bad press, and I'm not really sure why. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a quality game. Did you guys play the um, like the free roam mode where you could just kind of go through and try yep. to solve the little puzzles? Yep. Yeah, that's that's cool. Like that, there's some really like obscure stuff in that. Yeah. Have you have you played a Scribblenauts before? Yeah, yeah, I've played uh, the ones on the 3ds. Yeah. So like um, Jacob, Jacob loves Scribblenauts. He's, we've got two Scribblenauts on uh, iPad. And uh, uh, so we we have we've spent a ton of time in the free play mode, just going around trying to come up with what what the game wants you to do to solve the situation. But the nice thing is, there's usually like a bunch of different options. You just got to figure out what category um, you got to be picking stuff from. But yeah, I, I I think the game's great, especially for twenty bucks. It was well worth twenty bucks. Yep. Is it easy to type in the words and stuff like that with the controller? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, it's basically the way it works is you've got to, um, 
they've got um, the way it works on Switch, at least. I don't know. I assume it's this way on everything. Um, there's a radial wheel, um, and there are like eight different points on the radial wheel, and each one has a. Uh, I guess there's more than that. It's probably ten different points on the radial wheel, and each one has four letters that corresponds to one of the four face buttons. Um, so you can pretty quickly just point up, hit the button for that letter, and move through it that way. So I think it works pretty well. Um, the nice thing is when you're playing like the showdown mode, and uh, it, you know, like so one of the one of the um, uh, missions is a, a drone mission where you we have to fly and you have to land, um, you have to drop off this heavy stuff, and you get points for however many pounds it is. So at the beginning, it'll usually give you a letter, and it'll say, okay, it has to start with this letter. And um, you have to come up with the heaviest thing you can think of that starts with that letter. Okay. Um, and so it, there's no time at first, but then as soon as the first person gets their word done, then the second person only has 30 seconds to think of something. Um, so it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's not hard not hard or pressing or anything like that because you know it's mostly meant for kids but um it uh, it does it does give you a little bit of a challenge to try and come up with something and then some of the mini games instead of giving you the first letter they'll give you a category um and they'll say you have to if you pick something in the category um you get extra points or the the mini game is a little bit easier or something along those lines so um there's a race one where you got to pick an animal that's um you got to pick the fastest animal, but they give you the first letter. Um, so then it comes back to, okay, is there another, um, is there another name for something that's fast? So, like for example, um, my son and I were going to race, and uh, the letter was L, and uh, so he picked leopard, and I picked lycanthrope. <laughs> and it gave me a werewolf. Um, so I raced him on a werewolf, riding on the back of a werewolf. Um, so it's just, there's a there's a ton of words in there. Um, so it's, yeah, it's it's fun. And I don't know if it's still half off, um, but like I said, for 20 bucks, man, it was a steal. Nice. Um, I, like, uh, I like good multiplayer games like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a really fun sort of, again, it's like Mario Party, right? It's You got a couple people... Um, around. It's a fun little distraction for a little bit. Um, outside of that, I have mostly played Far Cry. Yeah. Um, so, um, have we talked about Far Cry at all? Drew did, after the embargo lifted. Yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Um, the, so I assume everybody's playing that? Uh, I played a lot of it, but I stopped because I'm doing other things. Yeah, no, I'm, so I'm playing it for show. You're playing it, so I know Jay. You didn't really like it very much, right? Um, no, I, I liked it, but uh, there are some elements of that game that I really don't like. So I like the actual playing of it most of the time, but the like the story and how it you know, like takes away from you uh, that I don't like. Gotcha. So I uh, I have been uh, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the series, um, so I've been uh, playing it quite a bit. Um, I enjoy it a lot. I, uh, I I know what you're saying about the the story kind of just taking over at some parts, regardless mm-hmm. of what you're doing. For example, I was um, 
uh, I was flying around in a helicopter, uh, and uh, the helicopter uh, all of a sudden started behaving strangely, and I started seeing weird stuff, and the next thing I know, I crashed. Wait, they, they drugged you while you are on a helicopter? Yeah, so I assume somebody must have hit oh me somehow God. while I was flying. Uh, I don't really? know how. Um, I wasn't that high off the ground. I was probably at treetop level trying to blow up a caravan. Um, but yeah, I got drugged, crashed the helicopter, and then I got drugged away. Wow, um, that's... So, yeah, I'm not... I, I get what you're saying there. I understand why they do it from a story perspective, but it, it does kind of take the... Uh, take it out of your hands. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You know, overall, I'm still really enjoying the game. Actually, my uh, my my real complaint, uh, and it's you know, I'm I'm actually kind of fine with them taking the control out of your hands on occasion. I think if they do it for a good narrative reason, sometimes that makes sense. I think they probably do it a little too much. Think um, about how many times you've been captured and escaped. Yeah, before, no, no, right? no, so yeah. that that that's um, that you're you're getting to what my complaint was. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, which is the um it's a some of the stuff that has happened so far is just like uh okay this how do i keep escaping (laughs) like um it's 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 um i don't know it stretches the disbelief a little bit but i'm gonna i'm gonna hold my my opinion out on the story until i finish the whole thing but yeah how how far are you in so far i'm not very far i'm getting ready to finish um my first region so which one did you go to first uh, Johns. Johns. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, you can uh, go to any one of them, but the guy, like, I highly suggest you go to John. Yeah, like he directs that. you there. Is, is the that's the bottom one, right? Yeah. 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 I went. I went north first, and then I went to John afterward. Gotcha. I'm, I'm curious. Do you do you like is anything different if you go to some place first? Well, um, I got captured by after obviously I killed the guy up top, right? Right. And then I go down, and then they didn't mention that. I, uh, oh, it's like this guy. This guy is a murderer. You know, this guy. You know, this guy killed the brother, whatever, right? So that happened during like a little cutscene. So I'm guessing you wouldn't have gotten that scene if we didn't go kill right. the other brother first, right? That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the thing is, the top part is the worst when it comes to the whole being captured business. Because they make you go through a dumb little training area every time you get captured. And it's uh, the same thing every time. Yeah. And I know exactly what they're going for, too, from a narrative standpoint. So I try to game it. And then they're like, no. you." I shot a guy in the foot and it registered as a kill. And I was like... Mm, I yeah, because it, it's... When you get the last shot, you understand yeah. what you're doing. And, and yeah, like yeah when, I, I know. But when, I like, finished, when I finished that one, I was kind of like, oh, is this gonna go this way now uh, you know so i'm, I'm the, uh, interested because i'm on the i'm on the final area i'm on faith's area okay i uh my my other main challenge so far is just how fucking many guys there are showing up at any given time uh it just like i feel like anytime you even get close to a road mm-hmm. uh you're gonna get jumped yeah that's, and, that's the biggest problem with that game, and I mean, I'm talking like enemy spawns, like like in a technical standpoint. Uh-huh. Like I will see guys just spawn right in front of me. Well, yeah, yeah, they do. They oh. definitely spawn in right in front of you. My, my, my. I can. I'm I'm probably more lenient than most on stuff like that because I, even when I'm trying to suspend disbelief, I still recognize it's a video game, right? So there's they got to spawn in from somewhere. Yeah, uh, but. 
I uh, my my big problem is how many they throw at you at any given time, and you might have five different guys trying to shoot at you, and a guy on the back of a truck with a minigun, and a plane trying to blow you up at the same time, and um, it just it gets a little uh, gets a little uh, overwhelming. Yeah, uh, just, just from my your, perspective, just so. get yourself a cheeseburger, you'll be fine. Yeah, I, I don't have him yet. Um, Cheeseburger can't upgrade. help with the damn plane coming. No, he can't help with the plane, but then you just call in Nick. and you. you well, I, th- I think the frustrating thing I had with the plane is I, I knew, because I got the little message that they were going to start sending planes after me. Yeah. So I added to my squad uh, a girl who's carrying around an RPG, and I thought, well, she'll help me sort of keep up the planes off my back. And then we got attacked by a plane... And she didn't shoot the entire time. She just kept kneeling down yeah. and and looking at the plane as it shot us and threw bombs at us. I don't um, even I don't even bring regular civilians anymore because their AI routine is just atrocious. It's it's, bad. I, I could not figure out how to get her to shoot the plane that was flying at us. Um, so yeah, that you know that some of that stuff is is kind of frustrating, but I, I'm still enjoying my time with it. I'll um you know I'll I'll finish it. I don't know that I'll finish it in time for God of War. Um, and once God of War comes, I'll probably put this to the side and play that. Um, but um, I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm I'm glad that I purchased it. Um, yeah, but I don't want to sound all too negative about the game because I think the game is still fun and good. Yeah. What, my favorite, so I'll just say my favorite thing about that game is that you have all these like little different different uh, combat encounters. You have you, you have like liberating camps. You have like hostage situations. And I think to myself, okay, all right, for this situation, I want to bring in different helpers. I want to go silent, okay? So I bring the huntress and I bring uh, the the little whatever little leopard looking thing. Uh, what is cougar. that? Uh, yeah, mountain cougar. Lion. Yeah, yeah, mountain lion. Mountain lion. And then I basically start like tagging enemies. If they're afar, I'll start tagging them for the hunters to take down silently when they're kind of off in the corner. I'll start ordering my, my cougar around, just kind of mountain lion around. And uh, ordering cougar around sounds kind of crazy. <laughs> but uh, my mountain lion around is kind of stealthily taking. And then when I kind of look around this whole map, I can take out an entire camp of enemies with like 10, 12, 13 guys without it ever ever having to step foot in it myself. It almost becomes like a strategy RPG where I'm just like ordering my dudes to go assassinate people. If I want to go guns blazing, I'll bring the guy with the big ass truck with the rocket launcher and fucking cheeseburger to bring in all the threat and just kind of go crazy with giant large machine guns. And whatever I feel like I, I want to do at the time, I can just swap in my co-op partner, co-op AI partners to kind of facilitate the gameplay that I want to do at that time. And I think that's when the game is at its best, when you're able to have that freedom of kind of approaching a situation in the way that you want and have a really good time with it. So, yeah. Yeah, I um uh I should mention too that I uh I enjoyed uh the, the, some of the side missions have been pretty good so far. Uh did any of you guys do the Larry side mission yet? Larry, which one's Larry? Larry's the uh the guy that everybody thinks is crazy that when you first meet him he's trapped in like a Tesla cage. He's got electricity all around him. Well, is this the one that, that the end of it gets you the gun that breaks the game? Is that yeah? It's got like the um, I don't remember what it's called, but um, yeah, it's like a magnet gun or something. Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. The, I, don't, uh, I don't think that's hidden. That I don't think that's hidden anywhere. Like, there's been videos of that all over the internet, but it's, it has to do with 
aliens. Yeah, it's a fun side mission. Uh, basically, you 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 talk to this guy. Everybody thinks he's crazy. Like you'll you'll hear um, NPCs make comments about him being crazy, but being a nice guy or whatever. And um, so you end up doing all this stuff, like to help him power up this laser because he thinks the world's being invaded and he's the only one who can save it and uh i won't spoil the end but it's uh uh it's a fun little series of side missions so um you guys should play that at some point he's a uh he's one of the um uh blue star uh npcs in uh john's area so anyway that's uh that's pretty much it i don't think i really played uh, anything else? I played a lot more. Um, I guess Mega Man Anniversary Collection. Uh, uh, which which game are you in on that one? I'm on three, uh, so I'm in. I'm on the um, uh, the dock robots where they they basically replicate Mega Man two bosses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on those right now. So I forget how much freaking harder uh, Mega Man three is than two. Um, they really, it's its weird, the difficulty in those first three games, because it was Mega Man 1 is super hard, and then Mega Man 2 is a lot easier, and then Mega Man 3 ramps back up to super hard again. So, um, and then my son wanted to play Mega Man, so we played Mega Man 9 yesterday, and that game's hard as balls, too, so. Yep. Is that the one with the difficulty thing that you could do to make it easier? I think uh, 9 and 10 I don't... both had that. It's, it's not really, it doesn't really make a huge difference, it just makes you take less damage from attacks. Oh, n- no, no, Ken. This is the what I'm thinking of is the one where it literally changed the design of the levels. Yeah. So if it was like a free falling like a pit at the oh, bottom instead of the yeah. platforms and stuff. Yeah, I don't remember what that was in. I, I think that was in the newer nine. Mega Man games. Yeah, it was nine. nine. I'm pretty sure nine or ten. Uh, huh, I didn't. I didn't see that option playing it yesterday, but I didn't really look. So interesting. Oh. Um, but uh, it you know it's it's Mega Man. Um, I, I went on a hunt because I know that I used to have the X collection for PlayStation 2, yeah. and uh, I can't find it. Well, don't go trying to buy it. Whew. Yeah, just, I know. Uh, it's just, wait till, just wait till it hits Xbox One and PS4 or Switch later this year. Yeah, that's my plan. <laughs> yeah, that PS2 uh-huh. version is super expensive. Is it, is it coming out to those consoles? Yeah, yeah, they announced the X collection earlier or late last year. Oh, yep. okay. All right, sure. Yeah, it comes out in the summer, I think. Yeah, Mega Man, uh, was it 30th anniversary? Yep. I, I, might, I might pick that up. I'll, I'll play Mega Man X again, like, any time of the day, anywhere. Yep. I love that And game. then I, f- I, f- I found my, um, I did find my Xbox, original Xbox Mega Man anniversary collection from the 15th anniversary. Uh, um, yes. That actually has uh, 1 through 8. And it uh, has a, a battle racing hidden. Yeah. Yep. So. Yep. Um, so yeah, that uh, I play. I've played. It's been a Mega Man kind of a uh, couple weeks. So it's, it's a good uh, year. It's the thirtieth anniversary, and Mega Man Eleven's coming. Forget, don't forget Mega Man Eleven. I know. That's why I'm trying to get through some of these games uh, again before the eleventh one comes out. Boy, I, I wish. I really hope Mega Man Eleven's going to be good. I, I'm going to. Look so too. I love you it. know what though? I'm I'm one of the people who actually doesn't think. Um, I, I thought Mighty Number no. Nine was actually pretty good. I enjoyed Mighty uh, Number no. Nine. So if, if you know, even if Mega Man Eleven, from my perspective, is on the Mighty Number no. Nine level of quality, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be hard for me to be too disappointed. But I, certainly, I would like to see it be amazing. 
an, an amazing return to form. Now, the only thing I did not like about Mighty Number no. Nine was that fucking sniper level. <laughs> oh yeah, that fuck. level's pain. Oh god, fuck that level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, that's uh, that's it for me. All right. Uh, I play a lot of stuff that's been out for a while, but for some reason I'm not allowed to talk about it. So, I played Owlboy. I haven't played a lot of that, I'll be real honest. But, mm-hmm. I started playing that. Uh, well, you can't talk about it because of Embargo? Yeah, there's an Embargo on that game. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, uh, really? man, I played that game like a year ago. Yeah, but... I'm like, really? Uh, even funnier, Ease Origins has an Embargo on it as well. I can't talk about that. That game, on, that game only came out 16 years ago, Ken. you got to give time for you know, people to actually play the game first, you know? Come yeah, on, man. Yeah, yeah, you know. Just be kind. Uh, I've also been playing Extinction for a while. I'm not allowed to give, like, my opinion on it, but I can, like... What, what is that game? So, Extinction is uh, the new game from Iron Galaxy. It is... What other games have the Iron Galaxy done? They did Killer Instinct. They do a lot of Capcom ports. Oh, okay. Um, So they're mostly fighting game guys, but uh, they do have a studio. They do make games. Um, Extinction is like... Man, it's hard to describe. It's... They're big, giant creatures, so kind of Shadow of the Colossus-y, where you got to take them down. Um, But it's more Devil May Cry action. So it's very fast, your character bounces around the levels, they can like air dash, things like that. Uh, They've got a grappling hook that they can use to fly around the map as well. Um, The game kind of, um, you get set off in a city and you you can go around and save these civilians from these attacking monsters. And it builds up your, like this meter that you can use to then take down the big monster. Um, And that's kind of (laughs) it. Okay, what's the story about? The story is about these hunters that are taking down these big monsters because they're destroying cities. Huh. Okay, uh, well, you said it's a fast-paced Devil May Cry kind of game? Yeah. Okay, it's got some, with that. It's got some issues in repetition, mm. for sure, um, but I'm not going to lay a final verdict on it until I get back because I think the embargo lifts while I'm gone. Uh, but I've been playing that for a while. Um... I'm also playing this game called Metropolis Lux Obscura. So this game is a very, um, like the art style is very like noir comic style. So it's like black and white with some really high primary colors like red and stuff like that. And you play this dude that's walking around town dealing with like the mob. And you do these dialogue choices where you talk to people. Um, you can make different decisions. But the core gameplay is a match-three puzzle game. <laughs> so you you know, you know get in these battles with, let's say, for example, you go to the strip club and then the bouncer doesn't want to let you in, so you have to fight him in a match-three puzzle game. So each character has like a set of hit points, and then when you match things together, you can do damage to them, you can heal yourself, or you can even hurt yourself if you match together three police icons because, you know, the popo going to get you. Um, what I really have an issue with in this game is that it's not necessarily about the strategy, it's more about luck. Because the, the, the grid for the 3x3 puzzle game is random every time you start the match. 
So you may end up getting some really good moves that you can pull off and do a lot of damage. Um, and the way the enemies attack is they attack, depending on their their character, they attack so many turns. So like after you take two turns, you get hit. You take two turns, you get hit. So And it, it doesn't change. Like Every enemy is the same. Um, they always have the same amount of turns before they attack. And I literally did the first match and won and have lost at least four or five times on every match after that. Just because I get a, I get a bad selection of uh, tile pieces. Mm. So it's really interesting, the art style and things like that, but the match three puzzle game itself is just... The fact that it's completely based on chance is, makes it kind of frustrating. Luckily, the game's not very long, um, this was also the game I was referring to that the first dialogue option that I chose a while back when I was playing it completely crashed my game. This was that game. Uh, but so did it like hard crash and you had to start from the beginning? No, no, the controller just stopped working. So, but they did patch it. You know, I talked to the developer and the game just came out and it was patched before it came out. So okay. there is that. Um, the game I wanted to really talk about that I think everybody should play is called The Adventure Pals. And, you know, you'll look this game up and you'll be like, oh, this is another one of those QT platformer games. That but, sounds like a iOS game, dude. Yeah, uh, away, yeah. Think Adventure Time as far as kind of the aesthetic and you'll get the idea. But, I mean, come on. You play as this kid who his dad... Uh, you know, it's his dad's, or it's his birthday, his dad's, like, celebrating his birthday, this is the beginning of the game, and he gives you a fucking giraffe, and you ride the goddamn giraffe around the map, um, and then the objective of the game is to save your dad from, um, his best friend showed up at your birthday party and turned your dad into a hot dog. So you have to go rescue your dad from being a hot dog. I'm looking through some of the screenshots on Steam. And one of them has a pine tree with boxers on it. Yep, that's one of the bosses. Alright. Yep, so you can, you can fight, you fight these big, like, animated style bosses. What I love about this game is so every level that you go into has five sections, and each section is like a, uh, kind of like an aggressive platforming game. Like, it's, it's very satisfying to kind of run through them and kind of do them as fast as you can. Because it's it's all about platforming and, and minor combat. So you can, as you level up, you get XP. You level up, you get to choose like what kind of perk you want. So you can get a perk that pulls XP bubbles into you from further away. There's ones that when you get hit, the giraffe will automatically like counterattack because your giraffe's on your back when you're walking around the levels. It's kind of great. Um, but no, it's it's fairly simple, it's fairly charming, and it's just, like, the platforming feels really good, the combat is fun, uh, it has just enough hidden items and quirky characters to keep me playing through it. Like, there's just so much polish to this game, and it just, it feels really good, and I'm really, really enjoying it, and I think if you enjoy, and it also has a really cool co-op option, so you and your buddy can play, the only thing that sucks about the co-op is that you can't... The second player doesn't get to like pick who they are. They're just another version of the main character. Um, but the co-op is 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 super fun when you're playing it. And they also the second player doesn't get to choose upgrades. They just share whatever the the first player has. But I mean, if you're into those um, like you know cartoony platformers, this is one of the better ones that I've played in a long time. Uh, I had a really good time with it. This game seems alright. 
yeah. I'm looking at the uh, the description, it has a good sense of humor. It says, your birthday is ruined when your dad is dadnapped by a madman. Yep, and turned into a hot dog. They, yep. they eventually turned him into a hot dog. Dadnapped, that's pretty good. You also hit hot dogs with swords. Of course you do. What else would you hit it with, you know? I mean, that's, that's great stuff. Uh, still... Still grinding injustice now that they raised the cap on all the characters to thirty. Uh, I've decided to do a legendary multiverse, which if anybody who's ever played that game, since they added those, those require extreme grinding for a specific character because the requirements to get into those are super ridiculous. So I'm working on uh, Batman and Harley Quinn's legendary multiverse. So, Are they done with the character content? Kind I of? believe so. I'm I'm assuming yeah. Injustice's development cycle is done. There will be there won't be any more characters. There may be you know patches and quality of life improvements. But I am guessing that Mortal Kombat Nine gets announced at E3 or Mortal Kombat Eleven gets announced at E3. You think it's time? Uh, NetherRealm is like clockwork. Every other oh. April. And okay, Injustice, that, that seems that seems about right. Yeah, Injustice Two came out last April, so. I'm assuming Mortal Kombat 11 gets announced and then Justice 2 is finished, which is fine because there's a lot in that game. And they've added a lot since launch. And, and I'm still playing it, which speaks volumes because that's a year later. And I'm still playing it. Uh, we talked about Far Cry 5. I'm still really enjoying that. And I finally started the second season of Batman, the Telltale game. All right. You know, I didn't play it. But um, some Let's Players that I know and uh, like started playing it, so I started watching it. It seems better than the first episode for sure. Like yeah. the things that you're doing and the choices that you make. Um, and they don't seem to be having any of the big technical issues that you and I were having. So maybe you know, maybe this is a uh, you know, this is kind of a step in the in the right direction for Telltale. There's, I definitely haven't had any of the technical issues with season two so far. Uh, I am on the third episode. I do like where the story is going. It's it's fairly interesting. I, I like... I'm not going to spoil it, I, even though it's like all over the fucking internet. Oh, yeah. It's, but it's I like what they're doing with the characters in this game. I find the dynamic super interesting. Um, there are still sections of those games where you're doing the very awkward walking around and clicking on items thing. Which I think is one of the biggest downsides of the Telltale games. I think those sections are really boring. They really take me out of the story. And they're just really not complex enough to warrant the amount of time that I have to spend doing it. Uh, but other than that, I've really enjoyed it. And then I'm playing God of War, which that's all I can say about that. Yep. I, I think you've already said too much, actually. You're blacklisted for life now. Yeah. Yeah. I am finished with the the main storyline in that game, and I will hopefully I would try to write my review. It's going to be very hard for me to write it with traveling. So, and I kind of want to let it simmer for a day or two after finishing yeah. it. So we'll see. Maybe I'll write it in my hotel room like Tuesday night or something. Let's see how it goes. Let's see. You know, April is a weird month for me, uh, where. You know, I, I always look at, look for game releases to see which games I kind of want to cover that month. But for April, there's basically nothing except for God of War. At least for me. Is, is there any game on the, on your radar for April for the rest of you guys? Yakuza. But, you know, you've already oh, played Oh, right. That. Yeah, I reviewed that. <laughs> but, yeah, Yakuza, obviously, you guys should play. Yakuza 6 is amazing. But uh, any other games 
Mm, no, for me, enough. God of War is the only thing. Yeah. God of War. God of War uh, is the big one for me. Okay. What about you, Drew? I don't even know what's coming out except for God of War. Drew's got a wedding in like All a right. month. You know, come on. Well, I, you know, I, I figure gaming is still more important than that paltry <laughs> wedding thing that you're talking about. You know, it's not a big yeah. deal. Yeah, good, good luck with that. Yeah, you just just let, just let your soon-to-be wife handle it. You know, it's fine. She has she has total creative control anyway. <laughs> That's true. Although, good segue because now it's time to talk about what's coming out this week. All right. Uh, we've got the newest uh, drop for Call of Duty World War Two called the War Machine uh, Extinction. Is out on Tuesday. We talked about that. Masters of Anima. Okay. I don't know what that is. Uh, Al Boy for Xbox One and PS4. Finally, An- Anima sounds like what my grandmother would have called anime. That's, <laughs> y'all watch that Anima? I, I thought th- you were saying something completely, that anima. completely different. You know, they got there, them, there's another word that sounds very similar to that. Got them tentacles, them octopuses, and it starts with an E. That's gross. Uh, that's what it sounded like to me. I'm sorry. Uh, give, it, give him an enema. <sighs> this town it, needs an enema. Master. I was waiting for that. It's, it's got to come out every time. That's what the no, enema's for. The Renfield thing. I don't know. I, I was going for Batman. I was going for Dracula Dead and Loving It. Uh, Regalia of Men and Monarchs. Drew knows about that game. He's... I, d- I do know about that game. You have, have you played it yet? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Starlight, Starlit Adventures. Lit fam. Don't start. Oh God, no. Lit um, fam. I, I swear this is not on the PC list, or maybe it is on the PC list, but I'm not reading the PC games yet. Uh, Super Daryl Deluxe. Super Daryl. Super Daryl. I'm looking on Steam. This is my Daryl, wow. my other brother Daryl, my other brother Daryl. The, uh, the guy, what was that guy from Walking Dead? That's Daryl. It was Daryl, yeah. Yeah, but what was, um... Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus, yeah, I guess. Uh, there is no Super Daryl on I told you I wasn't Steam. doing PC games. Also, uh, also famous from, uh, some new game coming out from some crazy guy. Uh, I heard about that, but, you know. It's never going to come out, right? I heard he has a baby in his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Give him the thumbs up. What was it? What was it the other day? He tweeted a picture. (laughs) Did you just call it Norman Fetus? Norman Fetus. (laughs) That's fantastic. He tweeted a picture the other day of him having a video Skype call with the director of the Metal Gear movie. There's a Metal Gear movie? Yeah. As in, it's going to come out or or it already exists? It doesn't exist. Okay. Uh, Rogue Aces. That sounds like somebody pulled two words out of two hats. <laughs> Ace. Uh, Cinco no You're Ron- such a rogue ace. That's right. Cinco no Ronde 2. Okay. Uh, Bomb Slinger. Uh, Deep Ones. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot I played this as well. Hellblade, Sinua's Sacrifice is coming to Xbox One this week. Nice. I'm about halfway through that. I took a break to play another game from somebody. But I was about halfway through that game. It's good so far. Looks really good. <laughs> uh, Robocraft Infinity. 
RoboCrap. RoboCrap. Uh, E's Origins is coming to Xbox One. Who remembers Earthlock? Uh, I do. Is that the Festival of Magic or yes. whatever it's called? They are yeah. re-releasing that game as just Earthlock, and apparently it's got a huge like amount of changes. Really? So, if you own it, you get the new version of it. But Everybody who owned Xbox One should have it, right? If you had gold. <laughs> you know, there's a website uh, completely dedicated to randomly generating names for games. And some of these might, some of these are actually better than the names that you were talking about. There's one called Nihilistic Platypus 1942. I'd play that game. I will, I will play that in the I would play the heck out of that. Yeah. Ingenious Quantum Oppression. Hell yeah. Cthulhu's Vegetarian Theater. I, I would totally he's, he's, play that. Like, if you want to just randomly generate names for video games instead of, what was that, Rogue something? Rogue Aces. Yeah, I've already forgotten that game's name. I would never forget Cthulhu's Vegetarian Theater. Come on. Step up your game. What was that game on the PSP? It had, like, it was somebody versus somebody, and it was just the most random thing. Uh, it's like Hero Man versus Bad Guy or something like that. Oh, you're talking about that uh, that Nisa game. Yeah. Oh, shit. What was that called? What was the name of that game? Because it had the most ridiculous... Like, but it was actually kind of good. Like the game yeah, the, was the game right. was actually decent. Oh man, what was the name of it? that game? Was I remember like we reviewed it. Like there's a review of it on our site, but I don't remember the name of that game. Oh, you figure that out. I'm gonna move on. The Switch releases for the week. Lots of games coming to the Switch as always. The Bunker is headed to the Switch. Uh, Burly Men at Sea. <laughs> okay. Uh, Shelter Generations. The hell is that? Oh, that's the name generator. That's okay. the, that's a, just, just generate a couple of them. This is very chuckle. Word Search by Pogi. Uh, Streets of Red, Devil's Dare Deluxe. I think I've read that name before. Yeah, you, you did read that name before. Well, it's the Switch, so it's getting all of the indie games that have been out on everything else forever. Alright, got it. It's, uh, the title of the game was called ZHP Unlosing Ranger vs. Dark oh. Death Evil Man. Dude, I, I totally played that game. That game is actually really good. It is. Yeah. I played it too. Yeah, it's pretty badass. Nice. <sighs> Alright, I'm into the PC games of the week. There's some good shit on here. Rabbit colon jigsaw puzzles. <laughs> Uh, Darts and Friends. Mervin and the Wicked Station. This one is in all capitals, so you know it's important. Russian Peace Duck, take my Nalogi. Take your what? N-A-L-O-G-I. I I assume that's Nalogi. Say that again now. Russian Peace Duck, colon, take my Nalogi. Is that a real word? I don't think so. It, this is just called Russian Peace. No, well, all right, Russian Peace Duck colon collector of Nalogi. Uh, okay, here's the description. Feel yourself in the role. Feel F E E L. Feel yourself in the role of a duck. Russia after the elections completely changed. Okay, so I want to hear a Russian duck. Can anybody do a Russian duck? <laughs> 
It has free DLC, apparently. Oh, so okay. here it is. Feel yourself in the role of a duck. Russia, after the elections, completely changed. Go through quick, all the... Quick, un- quick, quick, <laughs> quick, 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 comrade, quick. Quick, 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 quick. Let's see here. Quick. What the hell? Go through all the unpredictable tests of the people. It's quick, quick. <laughs> Go through the game, get into the leaderboards, head Vic. the syndicate of peaceful ducks. Take under the control of the main character a peaceful duck. Do not forget to pay taxes. Do not forget to pay taxes? That's what it says. And then it has a bunch of plus symbols saying peace duck, hard base, hard to play, achievements, which is misspelled, and leaderboard. Okay. That's pretty impressive. That's the kind of game that you buy it and then it steals your identity. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Russian spy duck. (laughs) All right. Quick. The developer is named Digital Mistake. I I I agree. This was a digital mistake. Okay. Let's do some news. Okay. PAX is happening, which means there's no news. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. There's never, like, nothing ever comes out of PAX. There's a lot of indie game footage and stuff like that. Indie game footage, but there's, like, nobody holds their announcements for PAX. I, I understand, but not everything needs to be E3 or Gamescom, you know. I, they can have the little events, it's fine. They have, and PAX they is have more uh, for the consumer than the developers, they, right? They it's have, for people to just get in there and just play whatever they feel like. Yeah, but they have five of them. Is it? I thought it was, the, I thought it was three. There's there's at least four. There's West, East, South, and Australia. Oh, they went uh, overseas, huh? Yeah. I thought they added a fifth one last year, but who fucking knows? Pretty soon there'll be 365 packs, one for every day of the year. Uh, Square Enix is still trying to make Tomb Raider cross Final Fantasy, because there's a Final Fantasy 15 crossover announced for Shadow of the Tomb Raider. You know, I like Final Fantasy XV, but I kind of want it to go away now. Well, and it's not. Well, not going to go away. There's some more DLC coming to Final Fantasy XV. Just saying, they announced that this week. More episodes for Final Fantasy XV. Story episode? I thought it'd just be like DLC stuff. Like, no, it's actual episodes. Okay, maybe maybe in 2025 the game will actually be finished. Nah. Actually, tell one cohesive story. You know, maybe. it took them 15 years to make the game, so now they're going to support it for 15 years. Get with the program. This is how games work. Do you guys think the next Final Fantasy game, other than 7 Remake, we'll see, is another 15, like 2 or something like that? You know what I mean? Mm, I kind of feel like Final Fantasy 16 is in pre-production at this point. Mm. And I bet it releases in 2022. Mark that timestamp right now. I just told you when Final Fantasy 16 is coming out. So it's going to come out before Final Fantasy 7 Remake. Yeah, of course. You know, <laughs> you're probably right. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, guess who's back? Back again? Sam Fisher. Oh. Sam Fisher okay. is returning, and he's voiced by Michael Ironside. He's actually voiced by Michael Ironside. And yeah. he's coming... To Ghost Recon Wildland. <laughs> Are you serious? That's yeah. what it was. Yes. 
I thought it, I thought it was coming to Skylanders. That's unfortunate. Yeah. That. So yeah. wait, Fisher, what? For real? Yeah, I'm not kidding. They're they're not making a new one. I bet they announce a new one at E3, but this is kind of like the, we'll give you a taste of Sam Fisher now. Why else would you go through the trouble of bringing him back and getting Ironside to voice him if you're not making a new game? That's That's true. So, but yeah, he is, there will be an update to Wildlands, which they also announced Wildlands Season 2 content, so they're going to support that game for another year. Wow. You know what? Kudos to them, man. Yeah. They're doing really well with supporting their games. Um, I'm looking forward to the season pass stuff for Far Cry. That stuff looks neat. Ubisoft used to get a bad rap, but I think I think they've actually tried their best to fix shit. I think their games have been good. You know, there's a certain internet personality who likes to shit on them every time they release a new game, but you know, they may have a template, but I'll be goddamn if their games ain't fun to play. Yeah. So, they are. Would you say they are the king of the open world genre? I think so. I mean, just as in like being able to span it across no. multiple types of genres. No, he's going to no. talk about The Witcher. Don't don't listen to him. That's right. That's just, exactly what I'm. Gonna you know, it, it's so. All right. fun. Let's 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 hold off here because The Witcher Three was the really the only open world Witcher game. Yeah, and it's the best ever. So, <laughs> and well, done, even baby. if even if they weren't, I'd still put Bethesda ahead of them. Even though I'll get hate for that, I don't care. I think. I mean, when, when Bethesda releases not Skyrim, we'll talk. They've already released not Skyrim a whole bunch of times. They've actually also released Elder Scrolls Online, which people have been playing for years. I saw a letter in Game Informer this month. That's... And by the way, Fallout. I, I didn't like I didn't like the new Fallout game though personally. I don't. It wasn't. I didn't. I didn't finish it, but I beat like I like Fallout Three and New Vegas enough to finish it, but I didn't like Fallout Four enough to finish it. I'm not sure. Really? It's kind of lost a thread. I would have beat New Vegas, but it was uh, broken. Mm. Uh, I beat Fallout Four. I I enjoyed Fallout Four. Yeah. It was you know. I, it was okay. It was just Fallout. I just I saw a letter. In a Game Informer magazine this past week, and I'm like, "Fucking Ryan! Ryan wrote this letter." <laughs> so it was it was referring to their game of the year for last year, and it was a guy writing in about Horizon Zero Dawn versus Breath of the Wild. Yeah, and how Breath of the Wild won the editor's choice, but yet more people in their personal top tens picked Horizon Zero Dawn above Breath of the Wild, <laughs> and went on and went on in the letter to say Breath of the Wild is mediocre at best. Wow. No. <laughs> you know what? I forgot to mention. I played some Breath of the Wild in the last week and a half. Uh, the, the, the DLC stuff? No. We just went back and finished some stuff that we hadn't done. Uh, some uh, shrines, and I did Eventide Island, and uh, uh, some other stuff that we just never finished the first time around. Still a bad game, right? I still haven't beat that game. You still haven't really started that game. Dude, no. I haven't even... I haven't even I, I'm, I'm at the first uh, Divine Beast. Oh my gosh, Drew. Dude, so, I haven't beat but, The Witcher 3 yet. You know what, By Drew, the way, guys Drew. Just, you guys just mentioned two games that came out within the last year and a half that weren't Ubisoft games that are better open world games. Oh man, he's really so, on this Ubisoft thing. I struck a nerve there, man. <laughs> no, I like, I like Ubisoft a lot. I love their games. I, I own every single Assassin's Creed game that's ever been released, including the first one, and I love the first one. Oh god. Um, 
So the I enjoy their stuff, but I would not call them the master of the open world. I didn't That's, say master; I said king. There's a okay, difference. Well, okay, <laughs> yeah, it's still high praise. Uh, yeah, I don't uh, give that to Ubisoft either. There's there hasn't been a single open world Ubisoft game um, that I have ever thought was the best open world game ever. Oh, did you guys notice a trend of people championing Far Cry 2 over Far Cry 5? Oh, we don't, we, don't need to talk, we, don't, we don't need to talk about this because people yeah. are dumb. No, I just want to understand the logic in it. Why, like, why not it's 3 not or new. why not the original? Because it's not new. And, and Far Cry 2 was so different that people think it was good. And the thing is, is those fuckers ain't played that game since it in came years. out. Because that game is bad. That game is very bad. Dude, I beat that game twice. And I can firmly tell you no. It's it, come on, you, 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 oh no! Uh, I got into a firefight and my car exploded. Guess what I get to do now? Run all the way back to town. That's going to take me thirty minutes to do. That that argument like just solidifies in my brain that people don't actually play games to have fun anymore. Because I kind of got that feeling because like I hear people talk about Far Cry Five. And you hear them go on and on about how fun the minute-to-minute gameplay is, and they're like, but I didn't like it because of this. And then they go, but I like Far Cry 2 because of this. And I'm like, because of what? The only thing I had, the only emotion I had while playing that game was just frustration. And like, that's not... The the only two emotions, I was going to say, the only two emotions you can have in that game are frustration and malaria. Yeah. (laughs) The emotion of malaria. That game is just not fun and like yeah. I, I just don't get it like it, do we not play games for fun anymore I, I think the original Far Cry I, I actually liked a lot if you guys remember that game yeah, but yeah. the mutants and all I thought a lot of that super fun. I, yeah. I liked Far Cry and I liked the uh, the console edition which was Far Cry Instinct's Predator like yep, that game was super a lot fun of that. yeah that game was super fun Far Cry 2 is just a bad game stop championing that game you're an idiot that game's terrible <laughs> <laughs> well, if you go and look, Open Critic uh, tweeted my review out. Yep. Uh, they do that with people sometimes. And um, there was a guy who responded to the Open Critic thing, which is what brought me to it. Um, this guy was talking about how Far Cry, because like, I said that Far Cry 5 is not a perfect game, but it, it tried to and it got close. He said it's not even close. Uh, Far Cry 2 was a far superior game. <laughs> he even linked a video that he made. About how Far Cry 2 is better than Far Cry 5. Okay. And um, Did you you watch said video? Does it have good points? I watched parts of it, because I was at work, unfortunately. Um, To which I then said, why is everybody champion Far Cry 2? (laughs) Because, I mean, mean, respawning outposts and, you know, losing your car and then having to walk all the way back. But it's innovative because your guns jam. Come on. Yeah, it's innovative because your gun's jammed, but this is the same asshole online complaining about Zelda weapon breaking. <laughs> well, I think the, the weapon breaking happens a little too fast, right? And have you played Far sword, Cry 2? Have you hits. played Far Cry 2? Your gun jams every 30 seconds. Hey, it's man, annoying. it's just not realistic if Link is not getting malaria every two minutes, okay? He dove into that pond... <laughs> Infested with leeches and whole sorts of diseases. You didn't even get malaria once, Ken, okay? How can you call that game a realistic interpretation of the that's Legend good. of Zelda universe? You can't. That's a good point. How do you base anything off reality of a fucking elf walking around killing trolls? Hey, man, that's 
That's that's the, that's not. You don't want to know that why, Ken. You can't talk about that. Just because trolls exist on the internet doesn't mean they exist in real life, okay? Hey, just because you live in a nice neighborhood and I don't, <laughs> you don't have to, you know, talk down to me like that, bro. Okay, that's messed up. Jeez. I mean, if you, you watch, problem here. have you watched Bright? There's like orcs with like backwards hats. They do. They do. They're not. They're not an allegory for black people or minorities at all. Not not even a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, where does this conversation go? Far Cry 2 sucks, stop talking about it. Uh, <laughs> where were we? What, what even happened with this conversation? I, don't, I thought we were the one, games You're the one that brought up Far Cry 2 being championed. Yeah, you I have, don't even know what talking about. That's probably Ryan. Ryan loves talking about those weird games, man. He's, he loves, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I do, that's true. Yeah. Uh, uh, Spyro the Dragon's coming back. Yeah. Yep. So no, and it's it's a it's it's they did not retcon him into looking like uh, uh, Skylander Spyro, scary Spyro as I call him. Yeah, yeah. that's good, right? Scary yeah, Spyro is bad. Okay, I will yeah. play. I will play Spyro. I like those games. They were good games. I'm, I'm curious why that game has a fan base. So I'm down to rent the game and see what the fuss is. But just like with uh, Crash, I, I you know I didn't get far in that game either. I just don't like platformers like that, so we'll see. Yeah, I I was those games were okay. I I wasn't a huge fan. Um, Drew, you say you're more of a Jack and Dexter guy for yeah 3D platformers, right? That that was my jam. Okay, what about you? What about you, like uh, Ken? Like, what was your jam for 3D platformers at the time? Other than obviously Mario. God. I liked Crash. Yeah, Crash. I, I enjoyed Crash over Spyro. Yeah, I, I played. I liked Crash more than Spyro. I like Spyro. Like yeah. it's Insomniac's roots as far as platformers go. But I enjoyed those games. Is Insomniac doing the remake? Mm, I think it's just a third party. It's whatever Activision's internal studio is because Insomniac's a little busy. Nice segue there, by the way. Spider Man's coming out September seventh. There you go. B B Crocs are get out of my face, Braz. <laughs> Blasto. Blasto is not a good game. <laughs> Blasto is not a good game. No, it is no. not. I beat that game. That game is very bad. Yeah. Whew. The only the only thing that saves that game is Phil Hartman. Rest in peace, sir. Rest in peace. Yeah. Phil. His uh, dialogue in that game is fantastic. He did. He did some really funny dialogue in that game. Um. Deckard Kane is coming to Heroes of the Storm. I know that's Drew, so weird. Drew got excited really about is. that. <laughs> he was never like a fighter ever. Well, he's he's about to get wicked on your ass. His one of his <laughs> ultimate abilities is stay a while and listen, and he starts talking about the legends of Diablo, and it makes the enemies fall asleep. I was gonna say it's got to put them to sleep, right? It that's, does. That's perfect. That's awesome. Here's an interesting one. Metal Gear Survive is getting a co-op event this week themed around Metal Gear Solid 3. Oh, really? And it is adding items from Metal Gear Solid 3 into the game. Like you got to eat snakes and stuff? I hope so. I kind of want to play it, but I'm not here this week, so... I'd play it, but I'm afraid that my save file will get corrupted. That's true. Oh, boy. Yeah, you... And PlayStation 2 memory cards, man. Yeah, boy. What oh, the hello. heck is that? That's Drew's... You just got to play the game, man. Don't worry about it. 
play of the podcast. Well done, Drew. Divinity Original Sin 2 is coming to console in 2018. So if you had any free time this fall, ha 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 ha. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a short game. You can probably play it in, oh, you know, in like one night. So. Yeah. So, speaking of that, with all these other games I have to play, I saw that uh, Pillars of Eternity is half off right now. Uh... Is that uh, the Xbox. complete collection, Ryan, with all I, the DLC stuff? I think so, yeah. I Ooh, think it's 20 bucks. Uh, but I'm not sure. I didn't look at it that closely because I'm like, nope, I cannot get sucked into buying something else that I'm not going to have time to play. Hitman Definitive Edition is coming. Speaking of games I don't have time to play. Yeah, that's coming now. Um, Warner Brothers is publishing that game. So I guess maybe Hitman the next season... Warner Brothers going to publish that, maybe? So does that mean that version of the game will be unplayable on the PC? Is that what that means? It also means it's going to have Batman in it. Hell yeah, it's going to have Batman in it. Fuck. Hitman's going to get some microtransactions so you can buy some orcs. (laughs) Oh wait, I'm sinking sinking again as uh, Shadow of War is removing all microtransactions and revamping the final endgame area. Did you did you read the little announcement thing that they put out? Oh the man, that was the funniest, that, most disingenuous thing I've ever. That's the most passive aggressive statement I've ever read in my life. He's like, "We have discovered that this uh, this infects the game." Like, no shit. <laughs> there, it's like one morning they're just taking a fucking shit, and they're like had a epiphany all of a sudden. Holy shit! I don't think our player base liked these microtransactions. I don't think they really had. Orcs and loot boxes in the Lord of the Rings universe. Well, the wizard take them out, guys. It's uh, yeah, better late than never, I guess. But I mean, the damage has already been done, you know. Yeah, I it'll, I will be interested to see what Warner's next game will have. Like, I bet it has no microtransactions. Depending on what the game is, right? Like, if it's gonna be what is Warner Brothers' next game? It's either be, gonna be know? Mortal Kombat 11. Or it's going to be combat. whatever Rocksteady's working on. Um, we have no idea what Rocksteady's working on. Nope. They've been they've, man, been, they've been they've been teasing wow. on Twitter, saying that they're working on something, but they have not said or hinted at what it is. Mm. So. I mean, Rocksteady Batman, the Arkham series, is legendary for sure. But I do hope it's not another Batman game. I don't, I don't think it's another Batman game, but it might be another DC game. What hero do you think they're Thinking about tackling. They have always wanted to try Superman, but it's such a bad thing to try. Um, so I don't know how that would pan out. But truthfully, I think if they went with the trends of what's you know going on right now, I could see them doing maybe a Wonder Woman game. Oh, Wonder Woman! Wonder Woman! Wonder Woman. I'd be totally down for that, actually. So I, I wouldn't yeah. be shocked either that or just a straight up like. Justice League game where there's separate sections for different heroes. I don't know. The issue with Wonder Woman is also the same issue with Superman where she's too powerful and she can fly and that interferes with gameplay a lot, right? Yep. Just being, have that amount of control freedom of movement is gonna be a, just, a, just a horrifying experience to program and balance. So, Man, you know, just talk to the guys that made Superman for the NES. That game was great. What, what do you think about, like, Black Panther, uh, like, really took off, you know, with the movie and everything. He was pretty popular in the, uh, in the Civil War movie. And what the, his standalone being hailed as one of the best, uh, you know, superhero movies of all time. I think his skill set 
his universe of uh, what was this? Uh, what was this nation again? Uh, I haven't seen the movie. Wakanda, right? Wakanda. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wakanda. I think yeah, Wakanda. Yeah, I think his lore and the backstory and his powers fit really well with a video game because he's not too powerful, but he has all these like reflex abilities. He has all these tools and technology gadgets. So he's like another level of Batman, but in a different kind of setting. I think well, Black Panther game would be pretty amazing from the Rocket I agree, was, but yeah. that's different company. Is that? Oh, that's Marvel. Fuck. Yeah, it's Marvel. Yeah, Marvel. I always get those things messed up. And oh, from what I hear, sucks. Crystal Dynamics is working on an Avengers game. They announced that like a year ago. It's published by Square Enix. Yeah, is that still coming out? Yeah, they're still working on it. I mean, it's it with Marvel's track record of video games. They're probably really you know making sure this one's good before they show it. Yeah. Yeah. Marvel had those Ultimate Alliance games, which were I like those like, games. Those yeah, were, yeah, you know they weren't they weren't amazing, but they were good, right? Yeah, they but they didn't good. they never had any standout titles like the Arkham series. You know, you know what Marvel. game was really fucking good? Nobody gave any love to is that goddamn Wolverine game. Yeah, that, that was, was good. the um, Origins game, right? one. Yeah, the one with the actual blood yeah, in it and stuff. The yeah. Activision published that game was amazing. I really enjoyed that game. It was well, really good. I guess we do have the new Spider-Man game, and Spider-Man 2 is supposed to be one of the best games as well. Yep. So, Spider-Man this new Spider-Man, really did you guys see the new footage stuff that they're putting out? Yeah, Spider-Man? I mean, like, this is, that's how yeah. you do a superhero game, is you give it to a good developer like Insomniac, yeah. and you let them make the game they want to make. The The web-slinging yeah. physics looks fucking amazing. Well, I, they, can't, I, can't, I can't believe how smooth it looks. They built Sunset Overdrive, which had some of the best traversal, so right. it just like fits perfectly with the Spider-Man game. That's uh, that's a good September game. Looking yep. forward to that for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm like Sony's got some big hitters. 2018, they got a good lineup, and it. I mean, not even just, not even just like the third party exclusive stuff. Like their first party studios. I mean, there's some good stuff. Yeah, when yeah. the it kind of sucks that when the was it Insomniac guy was asked uh, when Spider Man might be coming for other platforms, like never. They announced that when oh. they announced the game. We are. I know, here. but I want to see like a PC port or something like that. You know. Yeah, but it's Sony like, first party studios don't do PC ports. Eh, I just want more people to play. If the games are good, I just want the maximum amount of people to play them. Oh it sure. Bucks me out. I would love to play Spider Man on my X, but you know what? I have a PS4 Pro, so I play it there. Mm. It sucks when games don't come to multiple platforms. It does, but I mean, it's a first party game. So, yeah, yeah, I understand it's the whole exclusive vibe, but it's eh. just—it's funny how that conversation goes back and forth because, like, Microsoft actually does that. Like, all their first-party games go to PC, and then people are like, "Whoa, Microsoft still sucks." I'm like, that—that that is like the perfect example of you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Sony doesn't put them on PC, and they're like, "Yeah, but the first-party games because Sony." Well, it's not a matter of uh, Microsoft sucking. I think it's very pro-consumer that they're on both cons- uh, both platforms. It actually allowed me to never buy an Xbox, which I appreciate the saving of the money. Uh, but at the same time, you have to look at it in a way where is it smart for them financially in a way where they're just not showing enough confidence in their in their console when they're doing that, aren't they? In some, to some degree. Nah. Because if they're saying, like, if they produce these uh, first-party games and they only put it on Xbox... They're not going to re. They're not going to be able to get the money back from the development costs and the publishing costs because they need to do it in multi platforms in order to recoup more of their costs. So, uh, uh, so I think it kind of shows a lack of faith in their own platform and the installed base. To you some can degree. you can say that now, 
but mm-hmm. you can't say it with a game like Gears of War. Because Gears of War would sell millions. Or let's say Halo 6. Halo 6 will be on PC. Mm-hmm. If Microsoft didn't have faith in that game, mm, you know. Yeah, Sea of Thieves, I get it. That game, I don't think anybody expected it to do well, although it did surprisingly well. I guess people got people got bamboozled into that one. But, <laughs> like, uh, Gears of War being on PC, that shows me that they're just doing it not because they don't have confidence in the game, but because they're trying to be consumer-friendly. Okay, I hope because that's that, true. That, that's a big game. Like, yeah, Sea of Thieves, State of Decay, stuff like that, who cares? You know, it's kind of. I, I mean, like the Gears of War and Halo don't command the respect that they once had. No, 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 they do not. But they still command respect. They're still yeah, million sellers. They may not be multi-million sellers like they used to be, but they still sell a lot. So you know, if they were just putting everything, because that's what they used to do on 360s, they'd put everything except for Halo and Gears on the PC, because those were the system sellers. But now even those are on PC, so. I don't know. I I think people have always wanted Sony to put their first party games on PC, and Sony's just not going to do it. Just like Sony's never going to agree to cross platform play. Guess what? I, I want Nintendo to. Do you know how much I would love to play fucking Xenoblade Chronicles two on the <laughs> PC with like stable sixty frames per second? Are you kidding me? That game runs at like sixteen, fifteen frames per second a lot of times. Uh, I want all the games to be on on PC because PC to me is like the platform where all the games can actually run on. You know, because of the the vast number of hardware differentials that you can have. So, yeah, every game should be on PC. Boom, there you go. Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft, whatever. I don't yeah. care, Sega, whatever. Just put it on there. Sony and so. Nintendo games are never going to go on PC. <sighs> it's just, I mean, come on. How long has the PlayStation been around? For a while now. Yeah, it's, it's not happening. Nintendo games, never. Never. Hey. Uh, final piece of news that I will talk about here. Uh, again, god damn, I had to leave this week. But the newest episode of Inside Xbox is airing on Tuesday at 6.30pm, and they're starting the episode off with a huge announcement. A big surprise for original Xbox backward compatibility. Really? <sighs> I wonder what that could be. Do you think it's just a list of games or some new I tech? I don't know. I was talking to somebody about this yesterday, and I'm like, you know, they hype it up as a big surprise, and I don't buy that, because the only two things that are going to be a big surprise to me is if they announce the entire catalog is playable now. That's a big surprise. Or if they're bringing it to, say, like, PC. Those are surprises. Announcing Halo 2 is backward compatible is not a big surprise. (laughs) I thought it already was. No, I mean, no, the original Xbox Xbox backward compatibility is only 13 titles right now. Yeah, I know. And and, uh, Mega Man Anniversary Collection, by the way, in case anybody's wondering, not one of those titles. No, no, like... The only big titles on there, titles that you would talk about, are Ninja Gaiden and Night Seal Republic. Those are the two big games. They did announce that last E3, didn't they? They announced it, but they also said temper your expectations. Not every game is going to make it, and in fact, it's going to be a lot smaller than 360 backward compatibility. They weren't getting 13 games out of a catalog of like hundreds. Yeah, maybe but they're also... just instead of spending the money on development, they're just going to send everyone an original Xbox. <laughs> Might be cheaper. Right? I doubt they have that many. 
I don't know. I will be paying attention because it airs at like 6.30, so I should be somewhere I can look at my phone. Um, I'm interested to see what a big surprise is, but again, I I want to say that a, for Microsoft it would be Halo 2 and them switching the servers back on so you can play online, and I'm going to be real honest with you, I don't care. Yeah, especially with the Halo collection actually be a thing, right? Yeah, I have the Master Chief collection. I can play Halo 2 on my Xbox One if I want to right now. I, I don't need it backward compatible with the old graphics because the one on the collection has actually been upgraded visually. So, no thanks. Just saying. Anyway, I'll still be I'll still be paying attention. Tuesday's going to be a big day. Between that and the Overwatch event, there's a lot of shit going on. All right, moving on. I have an email from the Mookie. Is that what is that? Is that Drew coming back? No, that was me scratching my nose and hitting my microphone on accident. Oh, <laughs> Drew's still gone. He's fucking gone. Mookie says, "Greetings, guys." So this is a TLDR. If you don't know what that means, Internet kids, that means it's too long. You didn't read it. Uh, greetings, guys. So this morning I was listening to one of my one of the weekly gaming podcasts, and they talked about Far Cry Five. And for the longest time I've been around the gaming world, I think the two, or definitely at least one of them, sounded more biased to the point that he sounded like he sails talking about it. Now bear with <laughs> bear, bear with me as I try to visualize this scenario before I give my point and question. Note that theme park equals AAA game, and theme parks are often to be fun. Ride experiences equals the number of fun games to experience the theme parks. So here we go. Whew. Do you follow that? Are you with me? Yeah. Alright. Two guys going to separate theme parks. They both paid the same amount of cash, but Park A will give the guy a full ride experience, while the other guy at Park B will have limited rides, let's say about five rides, and done. While some may have different options about their experiences, but the more theme parks they went throughout their lives, one will start to realize the question and question, while the other will just ignore and move on their way. Did they both have fun? I'd say to an amount, and then both go home. But throughout the time I've been buying games, playing them, and experience the repetitive amount of fun I get regardless of genre on different gaming generations, and I even review some of them, and now I'm at the point that I'm more cautious than I've ever been on spending games because it's not the only thing I spend in my life. But that's another long story. On this current generation, I find increasingly more games to have fun than paying the expensive amount of cash from others, like the base game of Star Wars Battlefront, where the first one didn't give enough maps and content, and the second one pissed me off from the shady pay-to-win progression. Games like Rainbow Six Siege gave me payment options and allowed me to have fun for a very affordable price before I decide to invest more cash, or on indie games that have a ton of content like Kingdom Come, or excellently well-crafted ones like Stardew Valley, and end up being the same amount of hours to enjoy them and have fun. <clears throat> so right now I can say that I have almost the entire genre of the game and have only limited game ti- titles to make exceptions. My question is, how much do we have to spend and how much is too much for the price of having fun? Is it more obvious this time to ask if it deserves price reduction because we're starting to get almost all of the games digitally? And may I add Buggy because of their laziness? Or do indie games like Starblade, Stardew Valley, or Hellblade deserve to ramp up their prices because of how crafty they are compared to AAA games? 
to show better appreciation from their much harder development work so they continue to do what they love than doing them under the publisher's deadline. Whew. All right. Follow all that? Yeah, yeah, I get it. It's a it's a complex issue for sure because we've uh, delved into the issue of the price points and the the perception of value many times in the podcast before, right? Sure. And I think that is something that is worth considering, but at the same time, is one that is difficult to come to a conclusion on because it comes down to how much money you're willing to spend for your hobby. So if you're someone that only really has the funds, or even if you only have the time to play one or two games a month, then you have to really think about the the value per you know per hour of uh, you know entertainment value that you might be able to get. But on the flip side, you can kind of say that well, it's impossible to relegate a dollar value to the amount of hours you're going to have fun with. For example, I've been playing Monster Hunter World for something like three hundred hours at this point. I pay. Well, I didn't pay because I reviewed the game, but that game is an MSRP of sixty dollars, right? So if you divide that by the, if you multiply that by the amount of hours that I play, you know, minus the the other things that I've done, like that is a tremendous value for sixty dollars worth of, you know, worth uh, the for the amount of hours of fun that I've had with the game, and that's not even over yet. And you can look at games like Overwatch. Ken, Drew, and I—we put in hundreds of hours in that game, and I've only played—I've only paid forty, and then you know you guys paid, well, you well whatever forty dollars, sixty dollars. So it's difficult to say should every game be equal to like tens, like twenty dollars worth of fun per you know per like hour that you're putting into it, or should it be something more in the lines of you know it should be like quarter, ten cents per you know per hour of fun that you're having. It's it's insane to get into that kind of mentality. So you have to think about it in a way where you have to go into a game and think to yourself, okay, is this is this game going to give me the experience that I'm going to be able to appreciate enough in order to say that the, the investment was worthwhile? And that's why like podcasts like ours, that's why reviews, uh, that's why message board and things of that nature, let's plays and all that, that they exist for that reason. So you can kind of get a good idea of what you're going to be getting into, right? So, because of all that information, you can say, okay, this is the kind of game that I think I can really dig deep into. And for that amount of price, I think that is worth it. And then, so, you buy it. And then, that's the end of that story. But when you look at games like uh, Battlefront, or you look at even a single player, well, I mean, a co-op experience like A Way Out, which is a $30 game, but it only lasts about 6 or 7 hours. And if your intent is to only play through that game once, you can say that, like, well, that's too expensive for that amount of hours. But what if... That six, seven hours of gameplay was some of the most fun you had with another person, right? Then wouldn't that be worth it because you had so much fun in contrast? Even if you're doing five rides, if they're the five best rides you've ever been in your entire life that you will never forget, then it is worth whatever amount of money that you spent to getting there. So you can't think about it. Think about entertainment and the time that you spent in terms of pure value because it never works. Because you don't know how much you're going to enjoy a thing until you yourself are in that situation. So I would say more in the lines of get away from that mentality. But at the same time, do your research. So you can be a little bit more sure of what you're getting into. So, you know, don't don't think about it in a way like, oh, I'm, I wasted money because I didn't spend enough time playing this game. That'll happen sometimes. That's a part of taking the risk. Uh, that's why I kind of delve into games that I'm not sure about that, you know, that I don't want to look more into. Because I want to go in 
without any expectations, and that can be fun in that own way. But if you're someone that's only going to be able to play a couple of games a year, uh, and you kind of know your own taste, then look into it. You know, you don't want to waste a lot of money. So there's no one right answer, but that's the way I look at it. I don't, I don't want to put a value proposition on the hours amount. It's just the quantity and the, the the mathematics just doesn't work out for me. How do you guys feel about this? I, that That is never going to play out for me. Like you mm. said, I I spent... I mean, if you added in all the loot boxes I've bought, I've probably spent, let's say, $200 on Overwatch. And sure. I've spent 800 hours, 900 hours in that game. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I got my money's worth there. But at the same time, I spent $60 on... Actually, I bought the collector's edition of Arkham. Let's just use Arkham Asylum as an example. I bought the collector's edition. It was like 90 bucks. Mm-hmm. I spent 15 hours in that game. I don't feel any more cheated for the $90 I spent on Arkham Asylum than I do for the $200 I spent on Overwatch, even though the hour difference between the two is astronomical. And that is because you enjoyed the your first playthrough of Arkham Asylum that much, right? Absolutely. It was it was yeah. my favorite game of that year. I enjoyed the hell out of it, and I spent 15 hours in it, you know? And I can spend... I can spend $10, $15 for an hour's experience and not feel cheated, if it was a good 60 minutes. I mean, when I do decide to go to the theater, I pay, what, $15 for a ticket... And then I usually get a popcorn and a soda, which is another $10, so that's $25 for two and a half hours. And that ratio is ridiculous. But you know what? Yeah. I don't go to the theater that often, and when I do, I always have a good time. And the good differential to make there, Ken, is that you don't get to keep that movie. No, no, I I get to watch it once. You You gotta go there and pay again. Yeah, for sure. if, If you look at it that way, games are fucking cheap, dude. You get to keep it, you know? Yeah, and I can play it as much as I want. But then again, I understand his point on something like Star Wars Battlefront. I spent about 30 hours in Battlefront 2. And Mm -hmm. uh, some of that was because of reviewing it, and some of it was because I was legitimately trying to like it. But the progression in the multiplayer just did not keep me playing. I did enjoy the single player, and like I would not recommend you buy that game for $60, even though I got 30 hours out of it. I'm not going to tell you that all 30 hours of my time were that enjoyable. But... 30 hours at $60 is $2 an hour, and that's not a bad ratio. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's all subjective, and it's impossible to... It's impossible to, like, categorize that stuff. It, it just is. Mm, like, I, well, can, I can tell you what I think a game should cost, but that doesn't right. mean that's what it's going to be well, worth to you. Yeah, this is good that you brought that up, because that's one of the classifications that you guys use. Sure. But I don't use it, because I think... I think for me personally, it's a little bit weird to put a value on a game that way. But I understand why you guys do it because it's practical and it makes sense. Um, but like Ryan, for someone like you, like you don't have that much time to play. You don't play that many different games a year, right? So right. how do you how do you fall in line with this? Um, I I generally um. I mean, if I'm gonna make the decision, because my decisions on games always come down to. Do I buy it or do I game fly it? Mm-hmm. And most of that decision for me tends to hedge around, um, does tend to hedge around how much time the game will take. Um, if it's something like a, an eight-hour first-person shooter, I'm probably not going to buy that. Um, so time time investment does play in for me. Um, and then most of it after that, though, honestly, just comes back to... Um, 
uh, hype is the best way I can put that. Mm, um, you know, is it is it a game I'm super hyper interested in? Is it a game I absolutely want to play day one? Is it a developer that I want to support? Um, that kind of stuff all really comes into play for me um, if I'm going to decide. And then honestly, um, do I feel like I have to play it now or can I wait and play it a year or two from right, now? Right, that's a good point. Because, um, uh, you know, we were, you know, we were just talking about what we we're going to do with God of War, like whether or not we want to buy it day one or not. And then I think just being a part of the zeitgeist and not wanting to get things spoiled is a big factor in wanting to buy it new and also playing it on release date. Yeah, because, you know, I understand that there are concepts where some people say that you enjoy things more when they've been spoiled. And, you know, there is a study to that to that regard, which I think is fascinating. But for me personally, I don't think that's true because I've had multiple situations where I've had things spoiled for me and I kind of lost motivation to play it after that point in a lot of ways. So, well, there's, yeah, there's something... I know that's definitely not true for me. There's something yeah. about that feeling, like when you're playing a game, like, for example, in, you know, Bioshock. Mm-hmm. When you when you hit that point, like, you're, you're just sitting there playing it, and you're like, holy shit, did that, did that just happen? But if you knew going in that that was going to happen, it I don't know, it takes an emotion away from it. Right, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's that's that's the way it's always been for me. Like, you know, even with movies, like if you'd have known the Blair Witch was fake, if you remember when that movie came out, everybody was playing like this is real. This really happened. Yeah, and that I was yeah. that they was kind of the thing and stuff like that. They had like want like not wanted posters, like missing posters and stuff for them. Yeah, yeah, and things like that. And like if you go into that movie knowing that it's fake, it loses a lot of what makes it special. Yeah. Yep. So that's. I mean. Uh, you know, you, you kind of jumped around the spoiler for Bioshock, even though that's a 11-year-old game. Sure. Um, I mean, I will spoil it because it's it's a 20-year-old game at this point. Uh, finding out that McDonald Miller was actually Liquid Snake in disguise, <laughs> that shocked the living crap out of me. <laughs> and if I'd have known that from the beginning, I'm like, well, why am I talking to the villain? Yeah, the entire game. It, it, mm-hmm. There's a lot of things to take away from it. Uh, I know people who were spoiled going into like the Sixth Sense, and they're like, "I don't get why you like yep. that movie." I'm like, "That was me. I was spoiled going into the Sixth Sense." Yeah, it's like, dude, the whole point of the movie, like, it's fun to watch it, and then you get it, and then you go back and watch it again and try to find it while it's exactly. Yeah. That's the whole yeah. point of those movies. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I I I would like to punch whoever made that study saying if something's spoiled you enjoy it more because I think you're full of crap. <laughs> that is yeah. You know, a couple of days before I went to watch the Last Jedi, I had like that entire movie spoiled for me. And do you know where I got that movie spoiled for me? Twitter in the Monster Hunter world thread. <laughs> you know where you know where I got part of it spoiled for me, although it ended up being relatively small and inconsequential. Where? Standing outside, waiting to go into the actual theater. Yeah, that, that's one of those things you really not, have like, to be careful not of. The, not the outside of the movie theater. Already inside the movie theater, just waiting for the last showing to let out. <sighs> so standing outside of the actual place where we were going to go in. Yeah, yeah, seriously, people, if you come out of a movie theater, I know you want to talk about it. Wait till you get to your car. These were people waiting to see it for a second time. Still, don't talk about it in line. People haven't right. seen it. Right. <laughs> You know, I have never went and saw a movie a second time in a theater. Uh, The only movie I saw twice in a theater was because I was so 
interested in watching it the first time I went by myself and then later took somebody else and that was uh, the transporter no nobody will whoa, whoa, whoa Ryan <laughs> you were that interested in seeing the transporter yeah the really? transporter is actually a pretty good movie, it's, no, it's I, movie I actually like that, that movie too that type of movie is my jam Oh, dude, sick. Do you have nice. you watched the Fast and Furious movies? No. You should watch the Didn't you need to watch you need to watch those movies? I mean well, Jason so Statham Transporter's my jam because of the 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 even though it's relatively limited, uh the martial arts in it, not the chase. Was uh, right, was uh Transporters one the the one where he puts the oil on the ground and he puts the little wooden things on his foot? Is that is yep. that the Yeah, yeah yep. that scene was amazing. Yeah, it's, <laughs> the martial arts are what get me about the transporter, or uh, brought me to that movie, not the car chase stuff. I don't care about that. Um, you really need to try the Fast and Furious movies. The Fast and the Furious movies aren't even I mean, about I, racing I've anymore. I've seen they're... the first one. You've uh, seen the first Fast and Furious? Yes, and okay. I did not like it at all. That is the, uh, although I, I will know, not say it's the worst one. But although is, you could, you can well, have any brew you want as long as it's Corona. It's true. Dude, those movies are so cheesy good. Like, the fourth certainly one... certainly cheesy. The fourth one's the worst. Yes. Um, is, that, is that the Tokyo Drift one? No, that's, no, that's, that's the third the, one. That's the third one. That's not the worst one? No, no, no the, fourth okay. one is, the fourth one is an awful movie. The fourth one is just a boring movie. That's where they're having to, like, smuggle drugs. Yeah, that one felt like it didn't need to be there. There's very little exposition in that movie for the other the movies. The in that one? No, no, he's in the fifth one. He starts in the uh, fifth one, yeah. Yeah, the fourth one introduces Wonder Woman. Yeah, Gal Gadot. Yeah. So she's in the series. Uh, I don't know. Fast Five is probably the best. It's pretty good, but Six is pretty good, too. Six is pretty good, too. It has the transporter in it. Yeah, he, he eventually <laughs> does make it in there. It's actually pretty good in that movie. Yeah. Oh, those movies are you, fun. You, yeah, give them a shot, man. I'm telling you, like, try Too Fast, Too Furious. You will roll your eyes the entire movie, but you'll be having fun the entire movie. I don't know. Well, I may give it a try at some point, but probably not. I have too many other movies that I actually want to watch. Yeah, um, you're, you're going to keep making these to the end of time, so you have time to catch you're up. The, no, that's the thing is the, the other movies that I have to catch up on that I haven't seen are all the Marvel movies. I was going to so. say you're the you're the guy that's really far behind on the Marvel movies. Right? Oh yeah, <laughs> I, what's the I last have, one you've seen? The last one I saw um, was the first Thor movie. Oh my God, oh, Jesus! Wow. <laughs> no, I haven't seen any of the Captain Americas. Uh, I haven't seen the third Iron Man. I obviously I haven't seen the Avengers. Uh, you haven't seen the Avengers? I have not. No. Wow. Like the first those Avengers? Those yep. movies, like right. man, for you being a Marvel fan, I, that shocks me because I, I have Marvel comic me books away. hanging on the walls behind me. Yeah, and I have not seen any of those. That is that is bonkers, Ryan. Yeah. Yep. I mean, those are, there's a lot of those movies that are really good. Yeah. Well. I would say not the really Winter a, Soldier I, is one of my favorites. Yeah, I'm not really a guy who watches a lot of movies, so... Well, yeah. my, my new favorite Marvel movie is fucking Thor Ragnarok. That movie is so that goddamn good. So good, dude. So I funny. have yet to see that movie. Oh, you need to see that one. That one is so yeah, good. I am, I am also behind on Marvel movies. Like, uh, let's see... So we did. We haven't done it really in chronological order. I mean, Laura watched some of them. We watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. That's a good yeah. movie. Um, I haven't seen either of those either. I saw. I saw that. Me and her saw that one. Uh, we just recently saw um, Justice League. 
I like that movie. That's yeah, a DC I, movie. I did I, I see Wonder Woman, although I have not seen any of the other DC movies. Okay. Recently. But, you know, you don't have to, really, because Wonder Woman's basically a prequel. Yeah. Um, Justice League was okay. Um, I felt like, I think my buddy described it the best. He, I was like, I watched Justice League. I thought it was okay. He said it felt like a, a kind of like a middle-of-the-road Justice League Unlimited episode. I was like, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. I can see that. Yeah, yeah they're they're rushing to get to Dark Side. Let's just be frank about it. That's true. At the same time, I don't know. Establish your characters, dude. You know. Yeah, the only character that's been established in those movies is Superman. Yeah, and Wonder yeah, Woman's was was pretty good establishing. But like, you got like, there's so much of that movie that's cut out about Cyborg that's in the Snyder yeah. the Snyder cut that they cut out to make the movie under two hours. Because I mean, they, they don't even show him. Before he was cyborg. Yeah, that, that's all in the movie. They just cut it out. <sighs> they gotta, they gotta, they gotta get their shit together when it comes to like cutting those movies. I understand that was a, a higher up decision to make it under two hours, but they really butchered a lot of the movie in order to make it so. I would love to see it. Like, I'm hoping someday they release the full cut of that movie because I like the movie. I've watched it twice now, and I really enjoy. It. I mean, obviously, I'm a huge fan, so that helps a lot. But like that's been my favorite of those movies that they've done, and I would really like to see what they cut out of it. Because what they cut out of Batman vs Superman was huge, but even I can't watch that all the time because it's three hours. <laughs> like there's a lot of stuff cut out of the theatrical version of that movie. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, you know, I, I, as far as the the DC m- movies go, I, I guess Man of Steel is probably my favorite. That's a good movie. I enjoyed that like, movie. I, I, I thought I have, that was a solid I have, movie. I have Brian Peterson's copy of that movie, and I have not uh, uh, watched it. The only Marvel movie I haven't seen is Black Panther, and I will not see Infinity War for a while. I The Marvel movies, I don't go unless somebody wants to go see them with me. And a lot mm-hmm. of times it's all based on schedule, and I just can't get to them. But I make it a point to go see DC, because I'm a fan of that, so I go see those. Yeah. Infinity War, and especially... With how like dark and devastating that's going to be to that particular universe, it's going to be riddled with spoilers. So I'm going to try to see that early. I think. Yeah, I, the spoilers in the Marvel movies don't matter to me because I don't know the characters. So mm. like it, it kind of brushes off of me. Like somebody could say something in a headline and it wouldn't even register with me because I don't know the characters. I will say that Doctor Strange is the worst Marvel movie I watched. Really? You I think hate, that is? I did not like that. I found it boring from start Dude, to finish. Did not like I, that movie. I couldn't stand the Incredible Hulk movie. Well, that one was the first one. It was pretty bad. It was bad. Which which Incredible? The Ed Norton one? The, yeah, the one Norton that started... One. The, yeah, that one's bad. The one that started That's the MCU. Well, people Hulk's forget. stinking bad, too. People always forget that that started the MCU. It was not Iron Man. It was the Incredible Hulk. I thought Iron yeah, Man came well, out before... They, and then they well they then they switched to the Incredible Hulk so yeah well no because yeah. Robert Downey Jr. shows up at the end of the movie in Incredible Hulk and that's what starts the the Iron Man movie was it I thought the whole thought, thing was it was Iron Man because uh, Samuel Man Jackson out, shows up yeah time. Iron Man came out before the Incredible Hulk dude I don't remember so. you're thinking of Ang Lee's fucking Hulk movie no I'm not thinking of that that Ang movie Lee's is garbage Hulk movie sucked. 
Uh huh. It's pretty terrible. Man, that movie was expensive to make too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me look it up because I, I gotta know now. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of these movies, but I will say that as someone that has, um, I guess I'm the only one that's up. They were literally movies. released within a month of each other. Yeah, I I have this thing called Movie Pass. So I just kind of watch whatever even tickles my fancy just a little bit, just to make that even more valuable. I pay basically like eighty dollars for the year, so I can go watch whatever movie that I feel like for the whole year, like once a day. So I just kind of go. I'll, I'll go by myself if no one else wants to watch it. I have like a small movie theater near my house, and I get like private viewings often, which is amazing. Nobody talking shit, nobody making noise and opening up their cell phone constantly. So I like that actually. So I watch, I, I watch basically all the Marvel movies, and Infinity War to me is like the culmination of everything thus far. And the fact that the stakes are so high because A, Thanos is uh, incredibly badass and uh, one of the most infamous and strong villains in all of the Marvel Universe. So him finally showing up and actually taking care of business sounds exciting. I've been told that there is most likely going to be multiple deaths, like permanent deaths, you know, for some of these uh, characters. So I'm curious to see who they're going to kill. Um, well, as some as permanent as any comic book death is. That's yeah. true. That's very true. Yeah, They killed Superman at the end of Batman Oh, I still haven't seen it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I had a feeling though that that was the case. Yeah, yeah, you know that's gonna happen. I think that when they show a trailer for Justice League, you actually literally see his coffin with the <laughs> Superman logo. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I mean, that's uh, a that's an iconic comic book moment when he died, and they tried to recreate it in the movie, and it's just like eh, it you is. Get, you rushed for me. That. For me, ever since the uh, the. Was the Nolan trilogy of Batman movies? I love those. Yeah. But after that, it's kind of been like downhill for DC. Wonder Woman was good, but other than that, it was kind of like meh. But for me, DC always shines in the animated front. I recently watched the Suicide Squad: Hell to Pay. That was great. I had a I had a lot of fun watching that movie. I hear a lot kind of, of people dying in that. Yeah. Do you watch that too? Huh. I didn't watch it. I said I heard a lot of people. Oh yeah, it. yeah. It's it's uh it's violent as hell. Don't watch that with kids. I've got my like, pre order on that. I watched the Gotham by Gaslight. Just that yeah, was that the was most recently cool one. That was neat. And I, I finally watched the Adam West one. The, I didn't see that. The one. one with Adam West and Burt Ward and William Shatner was playing Two Face. That's what? man, that takes me back. No, you gotta see it. It's it's really good. Um Adam West plays Batman, Burt Ward plays Robin, and William Shatner plays Two Face. And it's like the old school animation style. Right. It's Classic. it's really good. It's really good. Alright, so what's your what, what did your uh, what did your research find out about this whole Marvel universe? It's, I, I just said it was one month yeah, between. Uh, it's a month apart from each other. Yeah, Iron Man, I mean, was Iron Man came out a month before the Incredible. Yeah, Hulk. Oh, there you go. So they both they both basically kicked off the MCU. Like, but nobody ever talks about that Hulk movie because it's not good. Because <laughs> it's, it's bad. bad at all. It's basically Iron Man bad. Was good, oh, that's what started the post credit scene. Stingers, as it were. Holy shit, we've been talking about the Marvel and DC Universe for a while. Do we have any... Let's go to tweets, shit. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on my way to tweets. The first tweet is from Rubber Band Man. It says, what's up with the show? It ain't lit, fam. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, boy. See what you started? You see what you started? <laughs> he hasn't even heard this podcast yet. I haven't started It's lit, yet. fam! Oh, the best lit. question. The best question came from Anthony, our new reviewer. He wants to know... Will Drew be on? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's Sega, but yeah, no. 
B boy says, I just want to say it must be great to play God of War two weeks before us peasants can, Ken. <laughs> I cannot comment on that statement. No, you can't. I am not allowed to comment on that statement. Mm-hmm. It so sucks. What, what, what happened with the God of War uh, digital copies is that it came with this uh, neck brace that you have to put on, and <laughs> anytime time you mention anything about God of War, it starts shocking you. And you know what? If you do a spoiler, it'll just kill you. You know what right, sucks so. is PSN yeah. is not hiding the fact that I'm playing it. So you get yeah, a bunch of questions that you can't answer. Oh yeah, my messages lit up like the fourth of fucking July. I'm like, I can't, I, I can't talk about this. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw that. It just said you were online playing God of War, but didn't have any other information. And I was like, <laughs> okay. I just clicked on your profile, and it, it was all hidden. I'm like, all yeah, right. I can't even see the trophies, so I couldn't Mm-mm. give you a list of them, even if I wanted to, because I can't see them anyway. It's funny because they pop up, but. If you press the PS uh, PS button to go see what it is that you got, it says like trophy not found. Yeah, it's like yeah. oh, okay, okay. I just get an okay. error that says nope, ain't no trophy here. What are you talking about? Move along. Ain't Nothing no to see here. Oh uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'll be glad not to be getting the messages while I'm not playing it this week because it was. Whew. I got that whenever Fallout Four hit, and I got it probably about a week before it came out. And I had like three people who I don't even have on my friends list saying, can I request to watch your stream? Yeah. I'm like, first of all, I'm not streaming. Secondly, no. <laughs> <laughs> first of all, no. Second of all, no. Uh, Dustin tweets in and says, finished Nino Kuni 2 and enjoyed it quite a bit, but I don't know why they didn't have any monsters from the original to fight. Hmm. That would have been a good throwback. I like it when there's like a consistent like super boss you got to fight in between all the series, kind of like how they do in Valkyria profiles. You have that that queen and stuff like that. Um, there is like a super dungeon that you can delve into after post game, and that area is pretty cool for the first one or two times, and then after that it gets boring. I so, need to go back to that game. I was really enjoying that game. It's a good game. It is. I am chapter six still, so I haven't played it since then. Uh, he also says, I counted up how many games I beat on the Game Informer's Top 300, and I got 155. Not bad. Oh, shoot. We were supposed to do that last week, but I totally forgot. He gave us a list of uh, Top 300 games, and I started looking at all the games, and I think I came across a number, something like 130. It was my number, approximately. Did you look through the list, Drew? I looked through the list, but I didn't... Yeah, you were you were outraged by the fact that like Metal Gear Solid was like number one, like a hundred or something. It was like ninety two on a list of three hundred games. I'm like, what? <laughs> that is kind of that is pretty wild. What yeah, was, nah, what that's, was that's one? insane. I mean, what was Metal Gear one? Solid's one of the best. I think number one was like Link to the Past. Wasn't Link it? to the Past. I mean, yeah. that's the correct answer. I mean, yeah. yeah. Ah, I mean, I adore Link to the Past, but I, I would not. I don't know. Yeah, it's not my favorite game of all time, but, but I can understand why it might be. What is what? All right, so I think we've said this before. What is our favorite game of all time? It's, it's impossible for me to ever classify one. Yeah, I always have to give like five. Yeah, um, I've got a bunch that sit right at the top. They uh, they haven't changed yeah. much. For yeah, me, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tie between Final Fantasy VI and Chrono Trigger. I mean, Starcraft, Mortal Kombat Two. Link to the Past, Metal Gear Solid, those are all way up there. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's, you know, Super Mario World, Morrowind, mm-hmm. uh, Witcher 3. Uh, I would say... Uh, it, well, I don't, Mega Man 2, probably, just because it's got so much sentimental value to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I know what Drew's number one is. Uh, it's Neptunia. It's the, the first one. Hyperdimension Neptunia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the one where you can't heal outside of combat. Yeah, that no, no, no. Was... That's a, that's that would be stupid if you could heal outside of combat, Drew. <laughs> yeah, makes yeah. sense, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, no. Also, Legacy of Cain for me. Oh yeah, nice. Well, um, I mean, you can look on my open critic oh, page. <laughs> I uh, I have my top three games up there. So Wait, Diab- Diablo two, uh, Resident Evil two, and uh, Metal Gear Solid. Diablo 2 is your number one, huh? No, it's not my number one. Oh, okay. <laughs> my number one is Metal Gear Solid, period. Oh, okay. Like, uh, I don't think... Honestly, I mean, sure, there's games out there that are better than Metal Gear Solid, but Metal Gear Solid, to me, will be the like the epitome of like my favorite game. Like, I, I could go back and play that game any day of the week, even though I have that game fucking memorized. It, right. It's the best. Moving on. He wants to know if anyone is playing Minute. I'm waiting for a Switch release for that one. Actually, yeah, uh, Anthony reviewed that game. And he Anthony was- reviewed that game. He uh, he said it was really, really cool. Yeah. He almost talked me into buying it, then I'm like, I gotta play God of War and Far Cry and need to go back to Nino Cooney. I don't need to buy any new games. Yeah. So. He beat it in 84 minutes. Yeah, it's not a long game. No. I mean, the whole concept is you die every minute. Yep. Every 60 seconds. Some like half minute hero. Uh, God of War can't come soon enough. He also says play through Alpha Protocol, and that game is one of the most underrated games ever made. You won't realize it until a second playthrough. I realized it in my first playthrough after trying it years earlier. Yeah, and uh, me, Matt, and Drew are playing it for the podcast. You can go back and listen to that. Yeah, you just have to forgive my terrible mic quality at the time. But um, the things that we did different was so drastic that we couldn't believe that we were playing the same game at times. It's like, okay, so you went over there and that happened, but like I went to a completely different place and something else happened. It's like, I really... And then the timelines is ridiculous. Yeah, the that's... dialogue choices are insane. Oh, my God. So Obsidian... I have to give it to Obsidian, man. Those guys, while they're not the best developers in the world... They can come up with concepts that are fantastic. Because, yeah, New Vegas was broken all to hell. But New Vegas is possibly one of the most diverse fallouts that's ever been made. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, they made... um, I was, you know, I was a big fan of uh, the, um, the third Dungeon Siege game that they made. There's rumors floating around they're about to announce their new game. We'll see yeah. what it is. What is it? Uh, we'll see. I don't know. Oh, maybe it's Alpha Protocol 2. Oh, God. Oh, oh we can only dream. That's yeah. going to be a Phoenix that, game. That, is, is, that is 100% disappointment waiting to happen because it'll never live up to the original. Probably, but I, I would love to see them try. Uh, he also says, any good April Fool's jokes? Final Fantasy fourteen had a good one copying Pokemon Go for crafters. Uh, if you know the website... Gem Jimatsu or Gematsu? You guys know that website? Yeah, Jimatsu, yeah. 
yeah, they're, they're, that's a good website for uh, gaming news in general. But what they do for a- every April Fool's Day is that they have the whole list of gaming-related April Fool's jokes. And, uh, yeah, so you should check in there if you're the interested best, in the all the best one I saw, um, and God give them credit, the developers of Path of Exile announced a, a Battle Royale mode for Path of Exile and actually put it in the game. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty great. Because if you know anything about Path of Exile, it's a Diablo game. Right. So that's a weird thing to put a Battle Royale mode in. <laughs> I heard it was pretty fun, actually. I yeah. didn't have to dive in, but... I mean, give them credit. They actually put it in the game. That was pretty good. Uh, finally, what are the chances Borderlands 3 is going to be a games-as-service like Destiny and The Division? You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because if anybody remembers, uh, particularly Borderlands 2, they started throwing in that almost Destiny-ish stuff with like their their Uber bosses, where you had to constantly they'd respawn after a, a reset time, and you had to go kill them, and you get this different stuff to get better weapons. It would not surprise me if they went deeper into that route. Now, I don't know if it's a games-for-service thing, but I get the feeling they may be the ones that try that. Yeah, it would make sense. I mean, a live game like that, you know, constantly updating the loot. They just have to be careful in this post-Destiny world, because the thing that made Borderlands great was not necessarily that stuff. It was the, the chat room mentality and goofy characters. Yeah, the biggest thing for me is, and I think if <laughs> if uh, Randy over there, <laughs> Randy, if Randy over there actually um in his group thinks about this and actually wants to improve it significantly, they will try to go full on Diablo, and instead of you just getting a bunch of different guns, you now have different armor pieces. Yeah, character I, customization. I, they, they should go complete character, you know sets and stuff like that. Yeah, they never did that because they always wanted you to play as a specific character. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, Diablo is like that. You know, you're playing as the Witch Doctor or the Amazon or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but there was no customization in Borderlands other than the heads. Well, well, yeah, but what I'm saying is is like customization as far as like, you know, uh, different boots or different pants, different sh- uh, oh, chest piece, stuff like that, and then have set bonuses, you know, for legendary or set pieces and stuff and, you know, make it deeper than just, oh, this gun sets guys on fire. I don't know. There were some pretty great guns in Borderlands. <laughs> there was. There was. I mean, I, the the best thing that made Borderlands for me was, you know, the the goofy missions and, and characters and stuff like that. I mean, you know, you fought the friggin' Ninja Turtles. I mean, Claptrap, right? Everybody that loves- guy that really wanted to, you to shoot him in the face. Not anywhere yeah. else. Just in the face. Mm-hmm. And that mission where you got more experience points if you blew up the place and didn't look at the explosion. Oh, was that a thing? Yeah. They're like, because cool guys, you know, cool guys always don't look at explosions when they're walking away from them. Well, yeah. And so if you get, you actually got an optional part that gave you more experience if you didn't look at the explosion as you walked away. I mean, if you can tell me that you played Grand Theft Auto V and the, the mission where. You blow up the 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 meth house. Yeah. If you didn't take a screenshot walking away as Trevor with him yeah. facing the camera, you were doing it wrong. Yeah, you're not playing it right. No. 
I took at least five screenshots of that. I mean, come on. Anyway, that's all the tweets. Uh, if you want to tweet at us, it's at M4G Podcast. If you want to shoot us an email, it's podcast at ztgd.com. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, Drew is at DML Fury, Jay is at ButterSideJ, and Ryan is at WombatRP. You can also follow me at ZTGD and the site at ZTGD Content. Uh, lots of reviews going up this week. Hopefully, my God of War review. I'm gonna try to write it in the hotel room and have that ready for Thursday. I believe is the review day for that. Also, check out Phoenix Down, Radiant Historia. Will there be an episode this week, Drew? Uh, yes. Okay, it will be late on Friday because I will not be back until late Friday. Okay. That's so, not a big deal, but yeah, uh, we will plan on recording Thursday. Okay. Uh, but that is it, unless anybody has anything else. Nope. Boom, shakalaka. I'm about to get on a plane. Hopefully I'll be back. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen with planes. Yeah? Or, or you could be the featured guest in the newest movie, Final Destination 7. I, I'm looking forward to it. Nice. But anyway, that's it. We're getting out of here. Peace. Alrighty. And it goes something like this. Welcome to the N4G Podcast.